Ups, wrong one. But he's quite catchy though, when he's really playing it. and frothies we're back for another year daggy barney with you as we have been for three going on three years now barn exactly uh joined last year we were by as i go a bit yoda there in that sentence <laughs> by uh, ollie and gump who are now both back on side uh for the whole year i believe gumpy you'll hopefully yeah. be here all year round and Ollie, you will be too unless you're otherwise preoccupied <laughs> in your opinion world uh good to have you all back boys barn and i have gabbed a bit this year but quickly ollie how's the recent uh, off-season treated you. You're already back in the footy at the moment. Yeah, it's been good. Um, I was, once again, um, gratefully invited back by Chasing Roos to cover an international game at Leichhardt last Sunday. Got my first ever Leichhardt Oval experience. It was good to see a couple of thousand people out there. Got a few great interviews in, so if you want to check it out, we've got a whole vlog interviewing uh, Paul Gallen, Jeff Fennick, Kyle Flanagan and others, um, if you want to check that out over at Chasing Roos, but that's all I've pretty much been up to. And other than that, went shopping for the missus' birthday today, and her birthday is on Valentine's Day, so the uh, the bank balance is looking a little uh, <laughs> a little testy at the moment. We won't talk about that, but um, I'm also looking forward to, of course, tomorrow night, the, um, the NRL All-Stars game as well. And she is fair and reasonable, so if you don't get her two presents, she'll be perfectly fine, won't you, Ollie? Yeah, she'll be perfectly fine, happy... Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> and Gumpy, how's off-season? How's yeah. uh, school life? How's uh, yeah, good, good. virus back, life? Back to work and, yeah, yeah, a bit different in virus world. Um, went to junior rep footy last week out at, out at Penrith to watch the, the mats and the ball out there. It was a good day, bit of controversy, though, with some unsavoury incidents off the field that we sort of don't need to go into at junior footy. But, um, yeah, just looking forward to the season. Be out at the All-Stars tomorrow night with the family, taking nice. them out to the out to the game for the experience and hopefully just be, see some free farm footy tomorrow night and they just have a have a fun night and put a show on for, for people for the start of the year. But looking forward to it. Hoping so, yeah. Got the itch already, so looking forward to that. And all the uh, there's plenty of trial games that'll be in trial games that'll be streamed on KO and I believe through NRL.com. So we can start watching footy next week. We'll go back to weekly from next week, I think. So we'll do a trial recap. And then before you know it, the season will be upon us. Uh, but it is your, if it is your first time on board, you've stumbled upon us. Uh, we go in-depth to every game uh, in review each and every week uh, and all the happenings around, as well as do a pre- this year we're going to try and do two shows a week, going to split it into a review and a preview style show. So we'll get that up and out each week. Uh, but, yeah, stick around. Hopefully we... Uh, might speak something of note, Bart. Uh, how are you before I move Yeah, on? good, mate. Just spent a week away on the coast with the wife and the little one, which was a brilliant time. But I could do with another week away on my own, though. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> get rid of that stress, probably. But <laughs> What's it they say on houses? I think I need a holiday from this holiday. <laughs> it, was, it got a bit like that at times, but no, it was awesome. Getting, um, getting the three-year-old out in the ocean and <laughs> into the waves and did some fishing. So had a good week off, which is nice. Very good. Uh couple of housekeeping notes before we get into our f- uh, actual preview. Supercoach League, as we mentioned last time, filled up in about 20 minutes, but we have opened a Supercoach group, which is 
group number 712157. You can jump on and play against us there and uh, check out all the fun. We're going to have our Supercoach draft next weekend, which should be a bit of fun, an episode in itself. Also, another a mate of a mate's group uh, is available for the few spots if anyone's interested, which is league number... Let me bring this up. Tools. I'd love to tell you, but I can't say the league number. <laughs> anyway, I'll get, I'll get that up somewhere on social media. So that's gone well. Uh, Indeed. It, oh, I'm not an admin. That's why it's not telling me. All right. So... Lastly, I'll just mention PCTC, our official tipping partner. Jump on Facebook, look for PCTC Sports Tipping, and you can have a $50 buy-in optional play for free uh, for a bit of fun and take us on head-to-head. Outstandingly run competition and a lot of fun. But with that being said, we're going to get into our season preview now. We're going to go in alphabetical order to make it nice and easy for us to follow on and probably I thought if we go reverse or ladder order or something like that it's just going to be boring when we start bagging the bottom eight so we'll start at the start which is a as they say a very good place to start but the Brisbane Broncos this year their gains for the season Bayless, Capewell, uh, DeLuise Huita, Ryan James from the Raiders, Jensen, Brenko Lee, Pereira, Reynolds and Billy Walters they've lost not a lot of consequence Asiata, Coates Bully Moore, you might argue. Uh, Copley, Brody Croft's gone over to Southwood. How'd he go this weekend, Only Don't think he's played yet. They've only had the one game uh, so far. Dearden's gone. Uh, Alex Glenn retired. Levi, Matt Lodge, Milford, Pango Jr., Tass, and, well, Reese Walsh is already gone by this stage. Uh, how are we going to kick this off? We might just go around a table and start with some opinions, Barn. How did you, what were you thinking? We have all our planning on air, so that's good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think they're probably in a better position what, than what they were this time last year with the trade uh, after the trade period. Um, there's a bit of dead wood in those losses that you mentioned that probably didn't really deserve a spot in first grade to begin with. Um, I think you you might have missed Tavita Penguai Jr. there as well. He's a, probably one of their bigger losses uh, with Bullymore. But, um, yeah, I think they're actually in a better position than what they were. Team Marie Martin's also come back into the into the squad, so... Where he fits in there would be interesting, but um, I believe they're going to be a lot more consistent this year than what they were last year, um, and they'll provide a pretty decent competition for most sides, except for maybe the top handful of teams. Um, impressed, Adam Reynolds is the biggest pickup I think pretty much of the entire <laughs> the entire league. To be honest, um, he's going to bring in that structured half that they need. They've got some experienced representative players in Capewell and Reynolds, and um, yeah, I think they'll improve up the ladder. Questions I have is um, who plays 5'8", and um, obviously how the younger fellas in that squad progress. There's some talented youngsters in the team, but it's you know they're going to need to put it on the field and see how they go there. So um, I've got them finishing. In, uh, if everything goes right with this team, they could finish in the top eight and finish somewhere between fifth and eighth, but I've got them uh, just missing the eight. I'm going to have them finishing ninth. So an exercise I did today, for better or worse, I ran out of time for the last couple, but I'll make it up as I go, is sort of try and put together their best 1-17, to 17, which I might run through quickly before we get to you, Gumpy. Uh, looking at this from down the page, it was looking at something like Tessie New, Pereira, Staggs, Farnsworth, Cobbo. I had Gamble there, but there's a big rap on um, Ezra... Ezra Mam. Mam. Yep. Reynolds, halfback and captain, Haas, Turpin, Kennedy... Uh, or Flegler will be back soon, but uh, Kennedy or Flegler, Ricky Capewell, and then Pat Carrigan back. Walters 
Flegler and all the other prop on the bench, uh, Piacora and Hetherington. Sounds pretty close That's to pretty the mark. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Gumpy, what do you make of Brisbane's chances? Look, I've got them 11th, 12th around there. I've still got concerns that I'll probably sound like a broken record with the teams that I don't have at the top. I've questioned around their spine again. I, Reynolds is there, but Turpin, he's okay. Tessie New is sort of unproven. I personally, I'd probably play Stags at six to start the season. He'd get his hands on the ball a little bit more. Like given Branko Lee's there as well, that yeah, you, you can have a first think, grade centre. I think that in the in the modern game now, the centres just aren't touching the ball that much. It goes to the back rower or out the back to the fullback, and centres aren't getting a lot of the ball. So maybe he, with Reynolds there, you have Stags as a running five eight and make him into a bit of a like a Jack White and kind of a a six be similar kind of a player. So I'd probably play Stags at six if I was them and and strengthen the spine a little bit. But that would be my concern. But I agree with Barney. I think they'll um, put in a bit more. Some games last year, I don't think they tried. I don't there think was if there was any effort. I, I think that if there's effort there, I think that they're a, a team that can improve. But I, I, look, I can't see them making the eight. I think there's definitely eight better teams than them. But... You know, that Payne has and, and Reynolds will get them a long way. Well, with Brisbane, there are actually big signs of improvement towards the end of 2021, I thought, as well. They won three out of their last six. And in the three games they lost, they didn't lose by more than eight points. So there was a sort of an uplift there towards the end of the season. At least the squad they had was at least putting in that bit more effort um, as well. Payne Haas is obviously the star of the show. He, I don't think I've ever seen him necessarily have a bad game. He'll probably remain pretty consistent. The big thing is for me, though, is Adam Reynolds because that's the main thing Brisbane have missed, a game-controlling half that they have not had since Ben Hunt. You know, For all the criticism we have for Ben Hunt, you look at his time at Brisbane since then, they've not been able to replicate him in any way. Well, I think now they finally actually exceeded him and arguably, at least for the past decade in terms of consistency, Consistency, consistently one of, if not the best, game-controlling half in the NRL, I guess that's still going around today, would have to be Adam Reynolds. So you can't do much better than that if you're talking about that prolonged period. Um, and that's actually done a lot for me, at least in terms of where I got Brisbane on the ladder. I'd have to respectfully disagree with Gump here. I've actually got them just sliding into the top eight. I think there are some teams that were sort of around there last year who have dropped off a bit, and I think Brisbane could capitalise on that. And I've got them... Finishing eighth, I think, at the moment, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I'm leaning more to you, Ollie. I think the last... There was a good 12 weeks of last year where Brisbane were up to their ears in a lot of games and just couldn't ice it. I think Reynolds coming in gives them that little bit of leadership uh, and obviously takes away from leadership from other clubs. But I absolutely agree with what you said, Gump. And my biggest thing I wrote down was, what is their spine? They still, I don't know who their six is yet. Uh, they could. There was an article the other day saying Billy Walters is in the running. Like, honestly, well, I don't, and that's the problem. I don't know that Kevin Walters knew last year. He didn't, and I don't well, know thirty-eight combos. I don't know that he knows this year, and I think that it, maybe he does know. And they're training with those guys in those. They obviously are for a preseason, yeah. but I don't. Looking at their list, I don't know that there's a standout an out and out six. thing, and yeah. it's the same as when we talk about the teams that will be around about. Broncos on the ladder will be saying the same things about them. 
Well, for me, I think it's got to be Tyson Gamble, at least to start the year. He showed a little bit of ability in terms of controlling the ball a little bit, which obviously he won't need to do necessarily at 5'8", but he just showed that little bit more for me at Brisbane, was sort of the one who by the end of the year was consistently in the side. I think at least, we obviously don't see training right, but from what we saw last year, I think he's the one that's probably earned that spot next to Reynolds. You could argue that Albert Kelly, I'm bringing him up again, but he's someone who could actually maybe complement... Reynolds that bit more just because he's probably more that quintessential 5-8 I would say with that bit of X factor about him but I think it's either got to be at least to start of the year Gamble or Kelly and I think I'd lean a bit more towards Tyson Gamble but I think eventually they've just re-signed him on I think a long-term deal eventually it's going to be Ezra Mam who's going to be the long-term 5-8 you brought up Katoni Staggs I think due to his injury to all the past couple of years and I think try to ease him back into center first like don't fix what's broke, uh, especially when he is coming back from injury. I think if you just t- chuck him into 5'8 at first, you might not get that form you thought you were going to get in the position. Maybe down maybe down the track towards the end of the season, mate, if he's having a consistent year. I just don't think straight away put him into 5'8. Well, they probably should put Ezra Mam in there then. Because yeah. well, teams like the Broncos and the Bulldogs and the Tigers, if you've got a kid, Put him in. You've tried the other yeah. guys. It didn't work. And let's, well, and let's be tried serious. tried other guys. Billy Walters is exposed enough. You know he's not going to be a premiership Correct. winning 5'8". Put the kid in yeah. and see how he goes. Hey, do you you've, know much about him? You've, not not a lot. I, I think he's a big body he's and a, a very he's, talented, yeah, talented player. player. Yeah. Put him in. They've tried other blokes. They haven't worked. And you know what? For a young bloke coming in with all this hype around him, who's very young, apparently got the talent, you can't think of too many better blokes to put him beside than Adam, Adam Reynolds, Reynolds, could you? Because the, pre- the pressure's just going to be 100% off. Absolutely, and you can just tell him, basically, you either just shovel it along the line or you run. Yeah. Like, and if that's if he's only got those two jobs to do... Well, you blood him under Reynolds. Reynolds might only have two years. Yeah. yeah. So why wait two years till Reynolds is gone? They're in, they may sign somebody by then, but they might not. So well, blood him while Reynolds is there. If well, Reynolds isn't already mentoring him, I'd say to Kevin Walters, "What are you doing?" Because he got the he, <laughs> yeah, like he, I dare say he's It'd been doing be, less. Yeah, like he's be. been training him. Well, all the noise before the Billy Walter article that you've mentioned was Esmer Man was going to be starting round one. So it'd be interesting to see yeah. what actually happens. Mm. Um, so final say. Oh, the other one I want to mention actually very quickly in terms of leadership, uh, Capel is a fantastic player. Uh, he doesn't. When we look, we, we tend to, I think all of us are a bit guilty of looking through games as through super coach spectrum sometimes. Doesn't actually rack up those sort of stats, but does great stuff. Uh, back row with footwork, can play centre, which they don't necessarily need, and gives you a, a premiership winning back row leadership role. And they're getting Carrigan back, who missed a whole year, who was sensational two years back, like outstanding as a leader. He's still only, what, 24, I think? Yeah, if you've, got, if you've got two back rowers, play him in the centres. Yeah, well, why put not? The, your best 17, you put them in, or your best 13 to start. If you've got two damaging back rowers that are going good, like Ricky and, and yeah. Pia Kuru, if they turn out to be the players they think, yeah. then play Capewell in the centres. And that gives you the option you to move Stags to six. You still have Herbie as a centre. You've still got Branko Lee as a centre. I'd right. like to see Capewell next to Stags, to be honest. Both with a bit of footwork, um, running different angles. Uh, whoever gets the lead ball, you know, the other one's trailing in behind. That could be a dangerous field. combination. Very dangerous. And you throw Selwyn Cobbo outside him and... It's a very could be very dangerous. Yeah. And Pereira is an underrated finisher too. Actually. Absolutely, I also really like the signing of Ryan James. Not necessarily for what he brings on the field, but for a few years now, the only real sort of negative thing I've had to say about Brisbane's four pack is that they're all just really young. 
and you sort of need that older head there just to sort of guide them a little bit because when your thigh days, et cetera, Matt Gillett's all that retired, there wasn't there was Alex Glenn, but he was pretty much the only one that was there who could have possibly you know given advice, mentored a Payne Haas, for example. Not that he needs a whole lot of mentoring, but just sort of steer his head straight like the rest of them. I guess now you've got that sort of body who Payne Haas doesn't need to be mentored anymore or anything, but just to sort of have that have that older head in the group. And I mean, you could chuck Capel in there, and also Corey Jensen, who's been around for a fair bit as well. Just sort of those older guys with that bit more NRL experience. Not to say that they're more or less talented than these younger blokes, but just that experience, I think that'll help the younger guys as they come through. Absolutely, and they've got plenty of young forwards in that squad, so... Yeah, there's some we've talked about. Um, And even someone like Heatherington's, we we mentioned Pierre Kuru, who's out to round three. Rabadi. All did good stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, as I've said, I'm optimistic, I think, but I think we all agree they're going to be borderline eight, and if they play well enough, they'll poke their head in there. I uh, just want to touch, I'd reel back quickly, Gump, well, you weren't around for our super, cat, super coach chat. Is there anything you wanted to add from your thoughts on super coach? You are oh, saying just, off air that it's a, it's a tricky, it's tricky It's very year. tough. It's very tough yeah. because there, there doesn't appear to be too many unexposed players that, you can pick from that there's a bit of talk about, like the, you, in years gone by, you have your Suales and blokes like that that are talked up and you sort of get them at 180. But the blokes that are cheap this year, I haven't heard of too many of them looking like that they're probably going to get a start at the start of the year. So I've just found it really difficult and I've changed my theory a bit this year and spending more on positions that are higher point scorers and less on positions that are inconsistent scorers and see how that goes. I, I don't know. At Supercoach, it's a it's a theory that probably won't work. That's, That's right. fine. It's something that'll <laughs> do our head in every yeah. week for it's the, the joy of Supercoach. You know what? Well, watch me somehow win it. No, well, <laughs> well, you're novice. back for the first watch, time in a long time. Have you, have you ta- got any takeaways uh, in the early thoughts? Not necessarily. I mean, well, the first one is that, like many people, I've got to get Josh Schuster out of my side. But I, I pretty much put it like as basic as I could. So I tried to get as many sort of star players as I could in my starting lineup. Literally pretty much everyone, and I know it's sort of a lack of depth, but everyone on my bench who isn't an interchange player probably won't play first grade this year. I've really tried to save money there at least and go for a couple of guys who are on my bench. The two that really stood out to me just because they're coming over from the UK, Jackson Hastings and Oliver Gildart, only because they will be at least starting the year in first grade but they're priced as if they're maybe a reserve grade player who might get a, a run or an interchange player or something like that. So I guess if you're looking for a couple of players for your bench, they sort of just stood out to me as solid bench players because they will be playing first grade and depending on how they go, could get you a few points. The other thing I did do, which I forgot to mention, given I spent the time on it, um, is sort of rank the draws by difficulty before the season started, uh, then divided them by a factor of... So I, I did the same last year, looked at sort of... We agreed essentially last year's top six are still the top six to beat, which would be uh, Storm, Panera, South, Manly. I threw the, still threw the Eels in Parramatta there. Parramatta and Manly. Uh, Parramatta and Manly, I should say. Uh, and then obviously there's the clump in the middle and then the bottom ones and how they ranked up. So Brisbane's first sort of four rounds are South, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Warriors. If you're going to get into the comp, it's a pretty good way to get into the comp. Uh, so that gave me a sort of a, a balance factor of one, but uh, on over the course of the season, have quite a good draw, which could play favourably later on. But let's get to the Canberra Raiders, who on that note have a uh, quite an easy draw too, if you're basing it on that, depending how you want to rank them. Lots of games against the likes of, two games each against the Knights, the Dragons, 
West Warriors Cowboys. Uh, so quite a favourable draw. Had one of the better draws of the year. Uh, this year, am I just reading out? I'll just read out the gains and losses. Barney, you got in front of you. I've got a, I've got the the mentionable ones. I don't have everything. No, I'll well, just quickly run through. Then Kotrick, so Raiders have gained Kotrick, Elliot, Fogarty, Peter Holler, Brandon, Mark, uh, Morkos, and they've lost Caleb Aitkins, who they released uh, to England, I believe. Adam Cook, Havili to Souths, Ryan James, Louis Medlin, Kai O'Donnell, Curtis Scott, Bailey De Simonson, Asaya uh, uh, Soliola retired, and George Williams obviously went back to England. Very interesting that they're big. Uh, signings this year, I wrote down well, my biggest thing for Canterbury, uh, Canterbury for Canberra is I wrote down D Day for like half the team. Kotrick uh, going back, uh, Elliot has been picked up. I think it's D Day for Fogarty in a way because he, I didn't think he was that good last year, given the year, year before. He's now going to run aside. Well, he's essentially uh, got pressure on him to make Whiten good. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> so D Day on Whiten, who's come from yeah. the Daly M season to what he had last year. And on a spruik back row that we all start, essentially we said we I think all three of us tipped Canberra to win the comp last year, so they didn't. They finished tenth. I just want to let you know I didn't. Sorry, sorry, that Daggy was uh, referring to. Yeah. That's not included. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, just putting that, that, yeah. put that out there yeah. so I don't have to say it again. Uh, but we we had uh, a spruik on them having the hottest back row in the comp. We had this and that and the other. I think across the board, it's a massive D-Day, and potentially for the coach too. Ollie, we'll go this way. Yeah. Uh, where, what do, where do they sit for you? Probably about the same, and that's just because, like, with my argument for Brisbane jumping up, there are teams who are sort of dropped down from that area, but there are also sort of teams who were a bit under Canberra last year, even that are, have improved, Brisbane included, Cronulla, for example. Teams have improved, and it's going to be hard for them. My opinion on them has sort of gotten a bit better now that they've signed Jamal Fogarty, just because they have a halfback in the team, and hopefully he does take that pressure off of Jack Whiten so he can sort of... Go back to that bit of X-Factor and that ball-running play that he was so good at, but I don't know. I feel like as well, adding to that D-Day list, I know I've sort of bagged on him a bit last year as well, but I think it's D-Day for Ricky Stewart as well. Mm. Like, if they don't make the top eight this year, he's been at the club, this is his 10th season at Canberra. Like, sometimes it's not necessarily that the coach is bad or whatever, but sometimes you just reach your expiry date and you've just got to try something new. I think if Canberra doesn't make the eight this year, you've got to make that big change, and I think it'll be Ricky Stewart, but... Yeah, I've well, got he was, sort of. They could make the yard. Got him like, sort of seventh to tenth, had, I guess. You could had say. the boot up his ass. And, yeah, like he was gone. At, well, isn't what, that the whole reason, essentially, why they were playing bad? Because the locker room had turned Supposedly. against Ricky Stewart, so and, and then I think they beat the Bulldogs, and it was all all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I, I sort of see them around the same spot, which is a shame. They are a team, though, who like if you want to go at a stretch and maybe make a really bold prediction. I mean, their team's not overly dissimilar to the team who made the grand final in 2019. Still a couple of key players there. So, real like, at a stretch, I could see someone tipping them top four. And I've seen a couple of people do that. And I've said, I see where you're going there, but, like... Are you tipping your top four? No way. If they make the top four, I'll eat a football. <laughs> but, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Seriously. If you were going really, really dark horse for a top four prediction, which I'm not, I could see why someone would argue Canberra. But then again, like, a lot of things would have to sort of go their way and I don't think they will and I, I think I've got them 10th I've got them uh, I've got them 10th or 11th uh, again uh, in terms of a, a 17 I sort of envisage and I actually if it was me I would move Whiten back to the centres I said at the end of last year uh, and I would play uh, Nickel Coxstag in the centres too so I would be looking at Sa- uh, which won't happen but this is a bit behind the sky but Savage Rapana Chans Whiten Kotrick 
Uh, I had Sam Williams at six, Fogarty, Papaihi, Hodgson, uh, their other prop, Horsberg is his name, that's right, Whitehead, Elliot, Tapane, no, Tapine, uh, Starling, Hawira Naira, Gula, and Hudson Young. Sounds about right, I'd suggest, similar to that. Uh, I don't think Savage will be... Um, I don't, they I won't, they'll play... They'll they won't play, move And they won't move Whiten either, exactly, no, but... Uh, which to their detriment, uh, but he did have those. Savage couple of may games. play fullback, and they've got to play Savage at fullback. Yeah, yeah. And Char- Charns, he's a good fullback, but he doesn't offer them what other fullbacks offer him. If they mm-hmm. want to go to the next level, yep. they can't. He, Charns can't pass a ball. Yeah, it's like he can't. He, he's a first grade <laughs> right. footballer, yeah. and he can't pass a, a football. I, I feel like he's he's a good. Player, yeah, but he I don't want good lines, good yeah. strong ball carry, yeah. and safe. Exactly, Chance is sort of like, I guess, a kebab after a late night out. Safe, sort of reliable. Not too much is going to go wrong, and I think that sort of showed when he got injured early last I've year. Had a couple of dodgy ones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Garlic sauce and lamb salvai Barney. They haven't been safe. Well, I'm not saying he's um, he's um, he's not able to have a dodgy one here or there, but he's he's not a flaming young. At a five-star <laughs> restaurant, you know what no. I mean? Not like a Teddy or a Trevojevic with juicy, a out, you know what I mean? Like a nice, yeah. elegant meal. He, he's sort of he's safe. There's nothing wrong with it, but he's just it's sort well, of safe. To put it crudely, he's a level below the top eight yeah. fullbacks. Yeah, and I agree completely with Gump. I think they need to play Savage at fullback. You saw some. There's some really good spark in that young kid, and he's got some some serious talent. So I'd I'd you, be moving yeah. Kotrick. You know what? Don't be surprised yeah. when um, Jared Croker starts oh, in the centres. <laughs> like he won't play. Surely he doesn't play again. Savage. I have a feeling they chuck surely him. Surely Croker's him no, in but there. he's got. They're saying that he's on stem cell now. He, that's not going well. I don't so what? You reckon he'll retire? He can't. He won't. I mean, retire. He unless he medically play. retires, he was a passenger. Playing. Uh, he was he embarrassing. Was a, and like, and I like Jared Croker. He seems like a good yeah. bloke. He's been a good servant to the club. So I don't want to put shit on Jared Croker. But he was a passenger last year for them. Oh well, that's dead set. Especially when you've even like. Seb Chris is a bit of is now offers them more well, blokes like that, 100%. and that's and there's such a say into Moko. They've got four or five blokes that can play in the centres in front of Jared Croker, and I suspect they know that. It's just they don't want to be the ones that drop the second highest point scorer. And well, that's the, well, that's the thing they might want to try and push it so he can just sit there and that's maybe break problem. the record yeah. next year or whatever. But, but, I, but I think they'll be pushing medical retirement if he's not on the field in the first couple of weeks. Uh, Gumpy, keep going. What about the rest of the side before we get to Mark? Look, I've. I've got them about the same as you guys. They may scrape into the eight, the Raiders on on talent if White and then blokes like that put it together. But I find it really hard outside the top six. All the other ten teams could run seventh or eighth, like any of them. So I found it really hard for seventh and eighth when we come to doing the top eight at the end. I found it really hard. Yeah. So I've got the Raiders in that basket of. Yep, if they have a good year, they get a good start, win three of the first four games, you know, they're on a roll, they could go that way. But I I still, I just question, I don't old legs maybe for them. I've always just seen them as, as, as an old team, and I know a few of those blokes, your Solly Olders and that are, good, are gone, but I just look at Canberra and think, Old, not much pace. Like, that might be what it is. I don't know. They've got a whole lot of speed. They've got Kotrick back, who's a good winger, but he's not fast. Rappin is getting on. So I don't know that they've got speed. I don't know they've got speed. That's probably where Savage comes in. They don't seem to have that jacket in the box that floats around. Well, you know who they do have if he stays out of jail is they need to start starting Starling. There's a lot of starting in one season. But I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't. Old is not probably right. 
they just seem a bit slow mm. for yeah. me. No, and and there's no absolutely. substitute for for speed. Yeah, they in don't our have game. that fourteen and that sort of comes on no, and picks and up and the even tempo. Their back and, line, you don't. Yeah. You look through their back line and even the guys you mentioned, like Seb, Chris, and Tomoko, they're not quick. No, they're ju- they're robust. They they run hard. They tackle hard, but they don't have that spark. The bloke you think. Geez, he's just going to pick up a ball and run 70 metres. They just don't seem to have it. Savage does look like someone that could be that sort of player that pops up in and around the middle of the field, but yeah. It's also a bit of a loss in terms of a promising young player coming through. I think Harley Smith-Shields is on his ACL or something, so that's another young player with potential that they can't play this year. Barney, your thoughts? Yeah, just on the the trade result. I think they've lost a bit of depth in their forward pack. Um, Fogarty was definitely a signing that this team needed. Um, they needed that structure back in the in their halves, and they were just completely lost without it last year. They struggled. Um, their, their halves struggled so so bad at different times during the year. It wasn't funny. Uh, they get a Kotrick, as you said, adds a bit of strike there in the wing or centre, depending on where they play him, and um, it's pretty I good pick up. Sorry, I think. But in but so you're saying Kotrick back there is a tick. Or is he gone? I believe he gone so. Last year? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think um, it did no opportunities at the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. You know true. what I mean? Um, the bloke was a borderline representative player when he left the Raiders, and you know, oh, he's a tick. Yeah, he's a plus. Hundred percent. Um, Elliot, there's questions on his form at the back end of last year, and he's off-field rubbish. Obviously, if you can clean that up, that's um, so that should be a positive for the side. But um, I think they're pretty much on par of where they were last year. Maybe. He's Slight lack, lack of depth in their forwards compared to what they had last year. Uh, as I mentioned, they looked lost for the majority of last season. Complete lack of direction in the halves, and a, probably the most disappointing season from any team last year. I think, considering the <laughs> considering the expectations that were on them at the start of the season. Um, I think for a couple of weeks at the start of last year, but Barney and I were sort of like, hey, "They'll come good. It's all good. It's all good." <laughs> and then it's like, it, it's like Homer Simpson when Lisa. Chucks the pig and it starts flying. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little airborne. <laughs> just, and, yes. and, but then they produced that game yeah. against Para where they were incredible. Like, yeah. like it had to be four metre offside in that game, the way the speed of their defensive line. Yeah. But uh, where they just look like world beaters. And good. You know, the, the, the forward pack is good. It's a mix of youth and experience. They've got some really young, talented players in there. Some good outside backs that are coming through. Again, with Brisbane, it depends on how they put it on the field, whether... Um, they can uh, live up to the hype that's around some of those younger guys. Um, I think they might struggle for the first few weeks just getting that combination between Whiten and because I expect Whiten to play at six and Fogarty at seven. But I think um, towards the back end of the season, the combination should come pretty good uh, between those two. And I think it'll work. They just seem like the. the I think Fogarty seems like he'll fit Whiten, um, Whiten's game. So um, after last season, I don't know what to think of Canberra. They could realistically finish in the bottom four, but. Um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't shock me if they did, but I've got them. Tif- I'm actually going to tip them to finish eighth. I okay. think they might wow. just sneak into. I think the top that's eight, where I. So. If I have, if someone puts a gun to my head, I think yeah, they'll they'd be one of my bottom two teams in the eight. It's sort of sad to say, but Canberra are essentially now what they were ten years ago, aren't they? They've sort of done the lap, had their bit of form, missed their premiership window, and now they're back to the team who misses the top eight every second year and is just kind of mediocre. And they're not necessarily crap, but they're not good either. Mail around today that uh, Hawira Nara might be on the Dolphins' radar. Uh, just a, a quick word, Barn, on him and uh, Tarpanay, two blokes we 
Well, I was tipping one of them as a Clive Churchill medalist and a bold prediction row, two years ago. If, if they all fire with Hudson Young, um, uh, the two that you mentioned, they can match it with pretty much any back row in the comp. So it's just it's dependent on how consistent those guys can be week after week. I was week, just about so. to say the same thing. They play one good game and three they go missing. Yeah. And and that's the problem. That's the problem they've got. Your Harawira and Iras and your Hudson Youngs and Tarpity, he could be... A world beater. He should be. But he should be a he world was, beater. Two years ago, he looked like but he was going to be he one He has of the one best. good game, and yeah. then three games you don't see him. You, in the NRL now, you can't do that. No. You, you cannot go missing well, for just those on periods the of time yeah. and expect results. You look at, as you mentioned, everyone from probably eighth or even sixth down, they, they're going to be taking points off each other every week. That's right. Gonna, teams are going to be beating teams and then they'll lose to a team that's ranked below them the next week. So <coughs> it's going to be even closer, I think, this year than what it was last year. There, there will be one team that will put together four or five in a row and make the eight. That's what. And you know what, because be it happens every year, a couple of these geeks that we're talking about right now will hand... The Cowboys, one of their three wins in the season, and one of Newcastle's four wins in the season, aren't they? So Sharks did it where they'll just play, yeah, yeah, where, where they'll just, <laughs> yeah. they just can't catch a ball, and, they'll, yeah. Yeah, and, and it'll be a game yeah. where it's seemingly it's like, oh, eat, pretty much hand them the win, and then they lose. It's like, yeah. All right, let's get to one of the talking points of the season: the Bulldogs. Uh, <laughs> last year's Wooden Spooners. Uh, their draw looks pretty good, actually. To be honest, they have got the Cowboys Broncos to kick off. Uh, they play the Broncos twice. They play the Knights twice. Play the Cowboys twice, Warriors twice, uh, and they play West along the way. They do uh, have ten games against last year's top six, and though, they do so. have ten games against last year's top six. So they have to earn it. Look, they're the Spruik team this year, given the signings they've had. Uh, potentially, do you want to run through a top seventeen? Comfy or happy? Oh, you go through an old, old <laughs> you can <laughs> comment as you go. But something wrong, like wrong, a, wrong. a Dufty, Addo Carr, Shoop, uh, Allen, Naden, Burton, Flanagan? Question mark. TPJ, Marshall King, but it seems like the hooker rolls up for grabs. Uh, Vaughan, uh, Tapine, Jackson, Thompson at lock, then Avarillo, Hetherington, uh, Beyondi, Odo, and who else did I have on the bench? And see you, Munger, for Nye, someone along those lines. I could be very wrong there. You've mentioned Paul Alamoti off air. Uh, have first crack here, Gump. Look, a lot of spruik around there. Hot forward pack on paper, a lot of speed on paper. What does it actually mean? Trent Barrett's under pressure. Trent Barrett is Can under, Trent Barrett actually coach? Well, Trent Barrett's under no. huge pressure. Yeah. Bulldogs, again, I'll harp on it. Spine's a problem. They, I don't know they know who's going to be seven. I don't know they know who's going to play nine. Um, we'll have to wait and see what team they, they put out the first week. I would be playing the kid Alamotti in the centres. Probably okay. with Shoop. With, he was probably their best player last Shoop year in a, in a, in a bad season. Him. Runs yeah. hard, tackles hard. Young kid, put him in. And I'd probably throw Naden on the wing, yeah. coming out of yardage. Mm-hmm. He, you know, runs hard, gets his 10 metres. You know, bloke Corey Allen, too slow. Braden Burnt, too slow. They've got those blokes as backup. I'd start Avarillo at half. I just can't come to Kyle Flanagan. It would yeah, look like that, that was his plan at the end of last year, so it wouldn't yeah, surprise me. I can't come to Kyle Flanagan. I would personally play Hetherington in the back row. Last year, there seemed to be you, talk of that. If you looked at the speed gun last year, Jack Hetherington was the fifth fastest clock speed in the NRL. 
last year and he's playing in the front row. That's a- so he was the fifth fastest clocked player in in the competition. So would you? Um- so I would probably play him in the back row. Um, I think, unfortunately, and I love Josh Jackson. I'd probably play Josh, Josh Jackson off the bench. Yeah. I don't know attacking wise he's going to offer him enough. I'd probably play Luke Thompson at lock and have him as that ball player. I think he's got that ability. Play him like a Murray Radley kind of player. I did Isaiah Yo in terms of that have Luke Thompson. You could play. You got Paul Vaughan and TPJ to start lock to, prop, so you don't to start need... in the front yeah. row. So you've got those blokes, you've got Hetherington, and you could play Fatala Mariner on, on the edge as well, who's coming back from injury, who they've got big raps on. Mm. I'd probably play Avarillo. Burton still runs a team and have Avarillo until they can sign somebody else. <laughs> I'd, they'll go with Marshall King. I'd probably go with the young kid they signed from South. Cook. Cook yeah. in there. He's had his go. My theory is if a bloke's had a go for a couple of years and hasn't really set the world on fire, give someone else a crack, they can go back to him if they have to. Um, but they've at least now, as a Bulldog supporter, they've got speed. They have to tackle. They didn't tackle last <laughs> year. So they'll have to defend, but they've got speed. They've got some blokes that have got some X-factor in your Dufty, your Addo car. At least now, what I said about the Raiders didn't have, at least the Bulldogs have that, mm. that they have a, a bloke that can get the ball 60 out and run. I'd love to say they'd make the eight, but on historical data, yeah. teams don't improve that nine much. games. Yeah. They won three games. You'll need to win 12 to make the eight. If they improve nine games, then Trent Barrett's a genius. Yeah. And Gus is a genius. And it could happen. It's going to happen you know, one you day. You know what the flip side is, is there's so much pressure now that they think they have a hot squad all of a sudden from the fans and the media and everything else. If they lose four of the first six, Barrett's right in the... Well, I think, I think that they need to this year at least get to eight or nine wins. Then the cavalry's come and then they'll have a kick out and read Marnie the year after, yep. which then shores up your nine. Yeah. And you've and got another player on your edge. Yeah. So, you know, I think that Barrett's right if they get ninth or tenth or eleventh and they're sort of a roundabout and competitive. But if you're right, if they if they lose the Cowboys and Broncos the first two weeks, they're in trouble. <laughs> cool. Um they're I want to ask trouble. you so first of all, like you said, whether you're coaching the under sixes at um Glenmore Park or the or the Bulldogs or one of the rep teams you're involved with, surely you go to bed at the start of the year knowing who's going to play your spine. How, how, like, how can you be well, this close I, to a well, season? Well, I think he does. A... I think he knows. They've got to know. Yeah. Yeah. They're 100%. training the same as the Broncos where we say, we're not sure, but, but I'm sure internally they know who's going to play in round one. Yeah. Something I suggested, uh, I think it was either one of the last shows last year or the first shows this year, was trying to offload Jackson at a price to a club like the Tigers, which would be mutually beneficial for both. Would that have worked for you, you think? I think it's another Jared Croker thing. You can't get rid of Josh Jackson. Yeah. And you need a Josh Jackson in your team. But in attack, he's not offering you anything. And now, if you're playing someone in the back row, they've got to make a line break. Yeah. The good teams have back rowers that are big and make line breaks. Josh Jackson, unfortunately... That's right. Well, someone like a, a Tigers not... or a Newcastle, you could palm off and say, we'll go three-quarter freight and uh, and it, it both teams win. 
because they need to well, learn. Into, yes, but I think when you're talking about trying to respect the club the captain and, yeah. and the respect for the club, I think that's probably the thing that, that holds them back. And he, he'll be the captain. And look, I love Josh Jackson. And yeah. he's in the best 17 players. But the problem is where do you fit him? For what impact? For do you in. want him in the last 20 minutes if you're in front by 10 points? Probably to defend. Yeah, you absolutely. probably want him. But if you're down by 10, do you want Josh Jackson on the field to win you the game? Probably not. Mm. So I guess it depends on game situation. Uh, I'll just quickly give my thoughts. I agree with everything you've said. I think they'll improve. I don't. Think I think they'll improve enough to finish 10th, 11th, 12th. I think they'll win. There'll be some games they put 40 on teams because Speed and Duffy will have a field day and all that sort of stuff. But Matt Burton's now a targeted man. He's the targeted man in the squad. We saw what he did at Penrith. Yeah, he got Penrith out of trouble a few times, but he also wasn't a dominant 5'8 by any means when they were missing both halves. And now he's got to run the show. I... I have concerns. Uh, I also have concerns about when you actually go through their squad, there is still a severe lack of depth. When you actually look at, all right, they've got these five blokes here, when, when you peel them away, yeah. there's not much underneath. And, and you, you lose one of the, you're going to lose one of those forwards early. You're going to, where do you go? Um, I don't have much more to add there because we've spent a bit, going to be spent a bit of time with it. So I think he's nailed the rest of it. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see Hetherington in the back row. Uh, I think Avarillo, I've said it for three years now, Avarillo is a I love Avril's play, but I don't actually know what he is, uh, which is concerning if he's going to be a starting number seven. And uh, beyond that, uh, you know, I think Paul Vaughan will pull his head and have a good year for the season, but I don't have much more I want to necessarily spend <coughs> time on because we're, we're dragging chain a little bit. Barney, what do you make of the doggies? Absolutely. Uh, the dogs actually find signs of forwards, which <laughs> I've been calling out for for a while. I think they're going to be a much stronger outfit than they have last previous couple of previous seasons, um, they've got a large lift in attacking players, so they're going to have the ability to score points, which they did, had pretty much zero ability to score points last year. Um, my questions, again, with as Gump said, I've got questions around their defensive structures. Um, there was times last year where teams were just scoring points for fun, and if that continues, it's not going to be real good for their season. Um, I do expect them to win a lot more games than they did last year, but I can't see it being enough to challenge the top eight. Um, I, quite, I question the coach. I always have. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay that way until he shows me something different. Um, I expect that, like, I, th- I think they're just, as I mentioned before, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be taking wins and losses off each other uh, in that sort of position in the middle there. So I've got them finishing 12th at the end of the season. I have to agree with Barney, at least in terms of the ladder position. I've got him 12th as well. The one thing I do disagree on is the halves. I do think, and it's not necessarily that he deserves to be there or doesn't, whatever. The only player in that Bulldog side that I have ever seen have some semblance of being a halfback is Kyle Flanagan. He's formal not. He's the only player who I have ever seen control a team on the park before. We talk about how Burton's the man who got to control the team. Well, he was supposed to control the team at Penrith when um, Luai and Cleary were out during Origin. I thought he was not very good at all, apart from that little 10-minute period towards the end of the game where they nearly beat Cronulla last year. I've not seen personally, maybe Gump's seen more sort of in the lower grades or you guys have in the lower grades, but I've never seen Matt Burton show me anything that he is a game controller. Amazing 5'8 when he's got someone like a Cleary there with him, but I've just never seen anything from Matt Burton to tell me he can be the game controller of a team. The only player in that whole Bulldogs side that I said I could see 
is Kyle Flanagan as possibly their halfback unless they got someone in the lower grades who's absolutely tearing it up and controlling a team around the park. That's the only... And Jake Avrilo, I'm not even sure he's a 5'8". I don't know. If, like you said, you don't know what he is. I don't know if he's a 5'8", the centre, whatever. He, I'd, uh, I'd tell you what he's not, though. He's not a halfback for mm-hmm. me. I just... I understand why you'd have Avarillo there. Not a ha- he's not yeah. a halfback. Yeah. He's probably I a 14. Yeah. He's a 14. Because like, yeah. yeah. he can play 10 minutes trying, hooker. Or trying or to put him yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I definitely understand you having him there. I'm, I'm not having a go at you for necessarily oh, putting no. him there because their options are quite thin and I understand you're not having Flanagan in the side because he's not been great. But in terms of someone who I've seen who can play half-back specifically, Flanagan's the only one. So that's why I'd have him in the side. But I think it's sort of got to be a slow improvement for the dog. So many people are tipping top eight. I've seen a couple of people tip top four as well, which I'm not even going to notice those people. But it's just people expecting too much too quickly. When I'll you're rebuilding you. a side, you've got to actually well, rebuild. I will. Do, you, do we all remember last year when the Bulldogs made a bunch of signings, had the new coach coming in, and apparently they were going to make the eight? What happened? They finished last. So There's I think we've got to lower the... Backs. We've got to sort of... Lower those expectations a bit, I think. Yeah, and yeah, twelve. Uh, well, someone we'll get on. We'll try and get on this year actually because he's. I think he's pretty pretty switched on. Is um is Trent? Uh, yeah, one of your relations, and he's got a real good full, uh, real good feel for the dogs. Uh, good man. So we'll try and get him on over the course of the year. My problem with Flanagan is I think the Bulldogs, as Barney said, need to defend better, and Kyle Flanagan thinks. Tackle something you take fishing. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he just well, it defensive. is defensive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But defensively, he's just, the games he played were where the Bulldogs leaked the points, yeah. and like the, the games against Manly he played and whatnot. Yeah. They just he was a turnstile, and I think if they want to set that mode of being a tough defensive team, I don't know whether Kyle Flint. He just doesn't get his body in front. Yeah. Like, he can be little, and that's fine. And plenty of little blokes defend well, okay. is smaller than him, and he correct. tackles and a he, hell of a lot better. And he gets his body yeah. in front. Kyle Flanagan just doesn't, for me, put his body he on can, the line. I and can I see can't him cop being, a player that doesn't do that. I can see him being at Newcastle by the end of the year, somewhere like that, uh, where uh, they'll just be panicking and want to just, they'll just take someone off him. Um, very, very quickly, because we'll move on, uh, two players I want to get a thoughts on uh, we haven't mentioned. Uh, Beyond Iodo who did a couple of good things in the last year, and Jackson Tapine, uh, who's, I think, only just turning 18. He, I thought he was pretty impressive for what he brought to the table um, last year. Probably has a bit of growing to still to do, but what does he... Are they both just long-termers here, Juan? Well, they both um, played a bit of time at hooker there, so uh, during the season... Tapine might be, even be close to starting hooker. I wouldn't be surprised if they did throw either one of those in at hooker. I don't think... I think Marshall King will start the season, but... Um, Beyond Odo seemed like he was quite quick and nippy in and around the ruck there um, with a decent passing game. And Tapine, he's definitely going to be a back rower. Probably end up oh, as yeah. a 13 by the time he's finished. But um, yeah. again, good, pretty good footwork for a fairly uh, big fella. Uh, quick enough. And yeah, I dare say he'd have some good ball skills on him. I haven't really seen it yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if he develops that over the next few years. So I think he'd be one of the better ones going forward. Any that? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's get to Cronulla, one of the other big uh, sprooks of the year. Their draw looks pretty good too, I believe. I think it's probably the best. Got the best draw on place. paper here. They play all the geeks uh, for most of the <laughs> yeah. season, so everything's set up. New coach. They've got some cavalry in. They have looked good at times last year. So on paper, they've brought up uh, Jaden Barrel, Cade Dykes, 
Uh, Fanukin, big one from the Storm. Nico Hines from the Storm. Ikevalu from the Roosters. Jack Martin. McGuinness uh, comes across. And was it last year? Wasn't in play. No, 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 he, he was, was signed for this year. So he was still at the Dragons last year. Uh, and Lockie Miller, Ryan Rivett, they've lost Phil Chambers, Dugan, Sean Johnson, Nina McDonald, Billy Magulius, uh, RIP, Chad Townsend, <laughs> and Aaron Woods. He didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he gone? Remember, remember he's Billy Magulius? He's gone to Warrington. So I mean, <laughs> he was going to be. He's going to kill cancer. Well, I was going to say, if there's ever a player who didn't get a proper crack in the NRL that probably deserved to have seen him, isn't it? That probably points to attitude more than anything, realistically. Because it it looked like he had the skills there. And there was a couple of years where he just didn't get a crack. So Uh, there's obviously a reason for it. So do you want to crack at the 1-17 or you... Oh, I haven't even thought about it. Why don't we get something like Kennedy, Hiroti, uh, Ramian, Ikevalu, Mulitano, Hines, Trindle... Woods, Braley, Tolman, Talakai, Nikoro, McGuinness at 13. I uh, can't read that handwriting there. Uh, Graham, Tracy, Teg Wilton, and there's probably some really obvious I've just not been able to read. Who did you have on the wing? Hiroti? Katoa oh, on Katoa, the wing. Sorry, Katoa in, <laughs> in the centre. I think Avalo yeah. in the centre. I don't think Hiroti will play centre either. I think um, you'll have Ramian in the centre. Connor with, Tracy, um, you reckon? They might even put Ikevalu in the centre. Well, that's what I had, Ikevalu um, and Ramian. And then you've got Mulitano and, yeah. Mulitano anyway, take it away, Bun. Centers, uh, the wing. Um, oh, mate, they've, they've, they've recruited well. They haven't done a lot of recruitment, but they've picked the positions that they needed. Um, their defence has been was the issue that they missed the eight last year. They lost six or eight games by less than six points, you know what I mean? And that comes down to being leaky in the middle. I mentioned it all last year. Their defence in the middle was horrendous at times. Some of those older bodies just hanging arms out and not putting the shoulder in. Um, your fix for that is Finnegan and McInnes. If you can keep them fit and on the field all year, they're going to make 30, 40 tackles each uh, every game. Um, they're going to be a stronger squad than what they were last year. There's a little bit of dead wood there that's been chopped out in Chambers and Dugan. Um, Johnson, I'm a bit disappointed they lost Johnson, actually. I think he would have been a real good fit in this team with... Um, with Nico Hines coming in to play six, but um, Trindle got the, start seven. Got the, I dare say Trindle will play seven, um, at least to start the year. Watch him start Moylan. It'll happen. <laughs> no, what, like, if we've what? not seen the last of Matt but Moylan, do you start Moylan at seven? I don't uh, think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could do worse if that's what you. Like, well, if you looked at the back end of last year, he Trindle, played okay. Trindle's he just, he just last three or four games were fantastic. Yeah. Um, he got the team around in position. I think he was. If you want to go into super coach stuff, he was scoring eighty and ninety points for the last three or four weeks of the season. Um, he was doing some good things there. So I think there is something there. Um, his defense is a little bit suspect at times, but. He's um he seems like a pretty good player that Trindle. Um, I expect them to take probably a month, maybe six weeks to get their um that the halfback combination going, but they've got a bit of a softish start to the season. So if they can yeah, jag a couple yeah. of those games where they could you know they could play poorly and still get the win, then um that's a good setup for the season. They look a little light on depth with their playmakers. We mentioned Moylan, but there doesn't seem to be much else sort of floating around there. I'd imagine Dykes is a, a half or a 5'8", considering he's old man, but I'm not sure. Unless during the year, let's just say, Moylan and Trindle aren't playing well, you want to shuffle the side a bit and maybe Tracy comes into the halves. I know he can. Well, it, it, yeah. The halves are his preferred position, isn't it? Absolutely. Just, yeah. Yes, it is. Um, but I dare say he'll be the 14 yeah. to start the year. Um, he just seems to have a good impact when he comes in off the bench. 
Um, they've got some good young... I really love Mulitano and Ramian. Um, you've heard me bang on about them before. Katoa's a, a you know, season pro at uh, finishing tries. Um, I'm pretty excited, to be honest. I think they'll be back in the top eight, and I think they'll be pushing some of the better teams towards the end of the year. Um, they, if they can win those close games, I've got them finishing in uh, sixth position. So. Their first six rounds are Raiders, Eels, Dragons, Knights, Wests, and then Storm. It's a pretty good start to get your combos right. Uh, Ollie, yeah, take it away. Well, just bringing up the halves, it's interesting. I think you might have a keen eye, especially on the All-Stars game tomorrow because I believe Hines and Trindle are actually the Indigenous All-Stars half. So, I mean, if they both have a blinder in that game, I think at least for many people, you, there won't be an argument, especially if Trindle plays well because Hines is going to be there. They seem like the quintessential sixth team in the comp. Like last year, even Parramatta, it, I think across the board pretty much everyone had him tipped to finish sixth. It was like the most popular prediction, and they did. I feel like that's going to be the same with Cronulla this year. I feel like there's that sort of side, although... I feel Parramatta like Parra, had to regress Parra to get there last year. Pa- Parra sort of regressed to get there, and Cronulla are sorting, sort of getting up to that point will probably go um, forward in the future. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing... I know it's not just his second year in the comp, but seeing Will Kennedy sort of kick on after having that breakout year in 2021. If he keeps playing consistently well, and this is a compliment to him, I think he'll end up possibly being that player in terms of rep selection and that it's like if he was playing in another era or if there weren't so many good players ahead of him, he'd be playing Origin, for example, because I thought he was near their best player last year because you saw for half the year it was sort of, even those older guys, yeah, for the the forwards, they, the they sort of ended up dro- dropping off towards the end, even when they had that purple patch. But it was the back five that remained consistent, in particular Will Kennedy, Jesse Ramian and Mulatalo as well. Those were sort of the three that sort of held it together in those last few weeks. And those were the only ones who were sort of putting in that consistent effort where you could see they were playing well. Um, and to add Matt Ikevalu to that, I, that was a very big shock to me when I saw they'd signed him. But I think it's a really savvy signing. I think mm. he's definitely got a lot to offer. I thought he would have been starting at the Roosters next season now that Brett Morris has retired. But they were happy to let him go and now he's at Cronulla and I think this is all to Cronulla's benefit because I think he is definitely someone who was a f- who's been a first grade player this whole time who's shown it when he's been given the opportunity but he's just had those plays in front of him now that he doesn't I think he's sort of got a bit of a chip on his shoulder so I'm really looking forward to seeing him play and of course Hines and Finucane as well Finucane adds that experience I mean it, it's sort of the right signings for your team not necessarily all stars but it's the right signings that you want to be making and I think Cronulla will capitalise on that and finish sixth Coming? Yeah, I think they're a better squad than last year with Fanuk and McInnes. Uh, as long as they don't play Ikevalo on the wing, because <laughs> under the high ball, he's, and that's why the Roosters yes, have gotten rid absolutely. of him, because under the high ball, he's horrendous, and he was only ever going to be a winger there. So I reckon that's why they've gotten rid of him, because they've had no intention of playing him centre. But he's, he would he's a decent enough player to play in the centres in, in Cronulla's side, because Mulatalo and Katara are the wingers. 100% and they're great finishers. Um, look, I think the Sharks will, will make the eight. I've got them in that seventh, eighth kind of spot. The two that I was sort of tossing up on, I think the Sharks will take one of those two spots. I think McInnes is, is really good as the 13. I think he's got the ability there to be that ball player kind of thing if that's the way they've sort of trained him because he's not, he's not your quintessential lock. He's not very big, so he's not... Your hit up guy. No, no. He's more Tackle of your, his ass yeah, off and you know, a bit of ball that, play. that kind of bloke yeah. with a bit of ball play. And I think that that'll help him because last year, and I like Toby Rudolph as a player, 
but he's not a ball player as a 13. He's a front rower. So I think now the way the game's played, you've got to have that 13 ball playing to get everyone wider. Oh, absolutely. Ooh. Like so, if you if you don't have that 13 getting your ball to your seven and your six that are playing the same side or whatever, I think you're struggling. And I think McGuinness can has got the ability to offer that. He's a hooker that can pass a ball. So I, I, look, they're they're ahead of the game. I agree with Barn. They've got rid of some dead wood, and yeah. they've replaced it with not superstars, but blokes that are professional that put in every week. And you know, no one we we didn't mention the coach. He, I'm tipping he's going to do a good job. He's highly regarded. He's worked at at the Roosters under Trent Robinson in a system that's been successful. So I'm sure New that South he'll defensive coach. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's got plenty to offer as a co- as a as a rookie coach in terms of that. So I think that that the Sharks it's an upward spiral for them if they didn't make the eight. I think that they've. Yeah. They would see that as a fail. Yeah. All the supporters would definitely yeah, be Yeah, I think it, it's a fail for them if they don't make the eight this year. I don't uh, know if you guys are going this far, but I'm probably tipping Cam McInnes to be the signing of the season, just from what I've seen from him. In the past five years that he's played, obviously didn't play last year through injury, but he's been the top tackler in the NRL three out of those five years in the entire competition. Those two other years where he wasn't, I think he was top three. The one thing you can guarantee with Cam McInnes, wherever he is, He's going to play lock, but let's just say if you played him at hooker or lock, no matter what, you're going to get a good defensive player who's probably going to make near half the team's and tackles he every miss game. Many, generally. So, the, yeah. only, the only issue probably for the Sharks is that they're going to be covering having three blokes in the forward pack. If it's Braley, McInnes, and Wade Graham that aren't big bodies. So you've got yes, three blokes absolutely. that are making you a bit small. Braley's probably not going to come off and McInnes probably not going to come off. Mm-hmm. And Wade Graham's generally a player when fit that doesn't come off either. So I can see Wade Graham's you, minutes being very well, slashed. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think they have to. Does that make you Does a he last small? a year? Is well, like, yeah. it's the other scary That's thing. right. And this is the thing about the There's other, the other half of the... From retirement, a couple of little... The old daggy pokes is, is the... Um, just ask Mariah. The um, <laughs> the couple of little ones I throw out is that the the other half of their Ford pack was a Spruik Ford pack a year ago, and they didn't step up. Like yeah, uh, be uh, Hamlin Ueli, yeah, uh, Talakai, yeah, Rudolph. We all thought we were going to grow into superstars. They haven't. Even Niakora. Niakora was I thought Talakai was sort of on and off with a bit of injury. Um, um, is there is, yeah, is there a depth was... issue there? Is it Nikora will they be better was. for the will Finnegan? Well, Hunt Breed will come back in as well um, with a season of injury. Um, and T. Wilton, he's he's not a bad player, and, and Williams is not a bad player. So well, I, think I that, don't rate Williams, but but, <laughs> but, but, but at a pinch, Barney, yeah. I think that he's as good as backup as other teams have got. Sure, like yeah, so, yeah. when you're looking at your second stringers, he's yeah. he's as good as second stringers from other clubs, and he's still going to get. Obviously, he's still fairly young, so he can get better. Yeah, um, so they've got enough there with the big bodies to rotate, as you mentioned with Rudolph, Ueli, um, and uh, I'm look, really looking forward to see Hunt come back. I know he's not a massive body, but he's a very strong player. Um, Talakai again. Sort of shorter in stature, but he's a wrecking ball when he gets on the end of a good ball with half a gap. So, and so you're going to play. Hey, you, you go through those players, and I know they're going to start Wade Graham, and I love Wade Graham as a player, but he's 
he, is he another Jared? Is there a spot for I'd him? I'd be surprised by the end of the year if he's not playing 40 That's minutes I mean. or not playing. But is, or is, is he's he on the like bench. the Jared Croker and the Josh Jackson? 100%. Is he one of those... We've I would have, I would have him, guys. and I've loved Wade Graham I'm seriously years, concerned about his head injuries for that he caught he, last I year. I can see like him being medically retired. He barely year. got touched in that last one, and he was out for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's, so. it's, it's actually quite surprising in the modern age, and the more you read about CTE and all that sort of stuff, that he's actually even playing anymore. Uh, but Brilliant player, don't get me wrong. Oh, he's all, talented, what he's done over the years, yeah. of course, but... I agree with your point. Your, your, your body right. fails you at some point. And the last, the very last thing I mentioned, because we haven't really talked about it, is Nico, I guess, playing six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's going to lead to a lot more sweeping plays, uh, yeah, back row plays. You've you got, um, are, you, are you comfortable with that? Kennedy there too, who likes, they bo- they're, they're both, both going to be running that play beside each other, basically. Yeah. So, so you're happy with Nico? The centres might get cut out a little or is bit. There, no, is there, is there some, um, not the same Matt Burton concerns I dare say they're going to probably try to get him to straighten up a little bit. Because just because Kennedy plays and that is, is sweet play game, so much, is his kicking game first grade? I have no idea about his kicking game. To be didn't honest, like, it didn't look I think a lot of it's going to. You, you've 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 got to be concerned. A lot of it's going to come back to Trindle with the yeah. kicking game. You've, you've got to be concerned with with Nico only at the fact I think he's a good player, yeah. but ninety nine percent of players that leave Melbourne <laughs> when they go that. to another club, <laughs> they they don't fulfil the potential they look like. They've had. He's been in a side where he's started what twenty games, maybe played a lot of games off the bench. Played fullback, hasn't played much six. Yeah, like of he, those twenty, he played I probably fifteen at fullback. I think he'll be successful because I think he's a good footballer. But I think again, he's on that Matt Burton thing. It's a wait and see. Mm. He's going to need to straighten his game up a Nico. bit more. He's going to have to go into the line a bit more and probably take a few hits and then get Kennedy on yeah. that sweep on the outside. A- and the him, thing so. Burton has on him is a 60-metre boot or an 80-metre boot, which I haven't seen. You know, yet. I think a lot of the kicking is going to come back to Wade Graham down a short side or Trindle is going to basically have to run the kicking game for the Sharks. Any so. Not much other than I'm, I wouldn't be as concerned about Nico Hines as I am about Matt Burton, put it that way, because yeah, I still think you, you bring up a good point about Melbourne don't usually let players go who go on to greater success, but I think, and I'll chuck Finucane in there We're as well. We're about to find out next two years because yeah. there's 15 well, of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think Finucane, you're putting a different basket. Uh, well, I think Finucane's approved. Hines. He's tried and tested. I, I, I would even go Hines as well to the extent that Melbourne... Craig Bellamy seems to know when a player's reached their peak or when they're not going to go any further, and he's usually happy to let them go. There was a little bit, even though Melbourne lost out because their budget wasn't as big as Cronulla, they still tried to do what they could to I keep a Hines. I don't think they were happy to get rid of Hines. Um, yeah. The only reason I think they did is because they got Pappenhausen there. Yeah. And he wanted opportunity. Um, yeah. That's oh, that, so. Well, you know what? Yeah. It's the same as Matt Burton. Penrith didn't want to lose Matt Burton either. Of course. But it's about yeah. opportunity and for Matt Burton could have sta- And good on Matt Burton, because Matt Burton could have... I feel like they would made have a career as a centre, as Penrith. a centre, and been a New South Wales centre. Without, without a shade of a doubt, they, and they probably would have backed him over. But he wants to back himself to play in the position that he wants to play. I feel like our back teeth are all floating, so we'll have a quick break. Absolutely. Um, I've been talked off the roof again after the news that both and Astor will be hosting NRL three hundred and sixty, <laughs> but we all move on in life, yeah, I suppose. It's brace well. I wish I had as much. <laughs> whatever just don't it watch is, it, tag. Well, just, I won't well, be. Don't, don't, I, I wish I had. That's the beauty of TV. I, I wish I off. had as much leverage as he has on Fox Sports and like anything in life. Jeez, I'd be rich. Because <laughs> how he keeps getting gigs. But anyway, speaking of, I don't <laughs> know. Let's just move on. 
Let's do gig that. myself in a minute. The Gold Coast Titans are next. They finished eighth last year. They made their way in beating uh, the Sharks, or was it in the last oh, round? Well, they beat the Warriors, but they might as well have beat oh, the Sharks. The I remember Warriors, heading so in, you was, saying, there's no way the Titans was, make it. The Sharks have got it covered. Don't <laughs> worry. Because we lost to the Warriors the week before. And, <laughs> then guess the what? and then guess what? Kane Evans pretty much handed a spot to us in the top eight. I'll punch this bloke, I'll punch that bloke, I'll get sent <laughs> off. And who else was it? Someone else went off. Oh, Matt yeah. Lodge. And Matt Lodge is like, let me get in on this. <laughs> Cheers, got boys. Sent too. So, yeah. Cheers, boys. You handed us a spot in the top eight. That was that was back in the Zoom days. Good times. <laughs> I, I think they needed to win by something like twenty, and I was like a bit worried about. It, and they won forty-four yeah, nil. Sure, Tavanga got seen as well. Yeah, so it was a good day. yeah, so they've lost uh, the Don who retired, Fogarty, Peachy, Pearson, Rain, Stone, uh, Ash Taylor, Whitbread. They've picked up Aaron Booth, Francis Fuller, Isaac Liu, Will Smith, Paul Turner. Tom Weaver. Do you want to have a go at the top 17 or am I going to do that too? Uh, to stick with tradition for all of our uh, teams, I, I think you should just do yeah, it. Tell me, just tell me <laughs> how wrong I am. <laughs> I didn't do the last half. That's going to be awkward. Yeah, uh, right. Campbell, Marzu, Herbert, Sammy, Thompson, Brimson, Sexton, Moe, uh, Aaron Clark starting nine or Will Smith? Probably Aaron Clark. I'd say probably Smith. Wallace, Fafida. Uh, I've got Firmer instead of instead of Proctor, but they'll start Proctor. Tino at 13. And then, uh, yeah, the other hooker, uh, Lasone, someone that ends in Y, and um, <laughs> Liu slash Proctor, as I bring up my other squads. Uh, how good's my handwriting? Uh, but they've, uh, they've they've got some exciting youngsters. They've got a fantastic forward back. Ollie, how, how are you feeling? They're not really going to improve necessarily on last year, are they? As in, they're... Sort of a similar team. They're going to be between that 7th and 10th bracket. But I think they're on the right tangent. Yeah, but per- personally, I've actually got them just... I've got them ninth this year. I've got them just missing the 8th. Again, I'm going to go back to it because other teams are sort of improved, like your Sharks and your Broncos, who we've spoken about. There's just that bit more congestion amongst the top 8, and I don't think they've sort of improved enough. I'm obviously going to be interested in Campbell and Marju, especially, see how they progress because they had a really good rookie year hopefully they don't get that second year syndrome especially with pretty much the Titans putting all their eggs in the Jaden Campbell basket now moving AJ Brimson to the halves after he was for a little bit the Queensland fullback I think it's sort of within the next five years we'll see the Titans improve overall I'm still all in on Justin Holbrook I like what he's bringing to the table. I just think it's going to be for a couple of years, though. They're sort of going to be that team. We'll just just either make or just miss the eight as they sort of build that little bit. I think this will be a year where the competition in that area where they're going to finish is just that little bit too congested. They'll finish ninth. They could even finish on points with whoever finishes eighth. Could be a for and against thing. I think it'll be close, but it just got him in ninth. Uh, David Fafita is definitely someone I want to see improve. For the first half of the season, even though he wasn't probably at my expectation level, he was at least putting in those 10-minute stints where he'd score three tries. So what do you want from him? Do you want 80 minutes or do you want him just to be the 40-minute You know what? You bring up 40 minutes. I I don't think we necessarily saw that. I would be happy with 40 minutes of consistent performance. you against that? I am. I think at least at the start of the year, you've got to start him to see how it goes. But if this trend continues from last year, then maybe move him to the bench. I just want to see those consistent spurts throughout a game. He sort of packed it, he would pack it into a 10 minute period or whatever and just go absolutely monster and then he'd go missing. I want to see him pop up throughout a game, not necessarily be the dominant player all the time, 
but go to him when you need to. There was a period there before he sort of dropped off and had a terrible 2021 where Viliami Kikau was doing that for Penrith, I think maybe like 2019, where they wouldn't go to him all the time. They'd rarely go to him during a game, but they'd go to him when they had to. And it would be sort of at one point, maybe at the start of the game, and sort of throughout, you sort of just did not know when he was going to pop up with the ball. And when he did, he was usually lethal. I think David Fafita's got to move sort of more into that role because as good as it is when he's dominating for 10 minutes, the rest of the game, he's either spent or whatever. I just think it's got to be spread out a bit more throughout the game. And I think the Titans will benefit from that a lot more. Yeah, I think um, the Titans have... Gone backwards in this trade period. To be honest, I think it's caused more problems and it's created answers, uh, especially around the depth in their halves. Losing Peachy and Fogarty, um, you're moving AJ into six, who has. A, I think he started there, but he hasn't played there for quite a while. Um, it's going to take some getting used to. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure put on that uh, young number seven, Sexton. Um, he's going to have the weight of the world on his shoulders at the start of this year. Well, that's the thing too. Half your spine are two players who have rarely played NRL. Here, pretty much saying, okay. Go and be superstars. Yeah, um, I think he's good enough to make yeah. his, the number seven his jersey. But um, yeah, the, the question I have is uh, that spark that they were getting off Peachy. I thought he had quite a good year last year, and um, I think they're going to lose that. Um, they've brought in Will Smith to try and fill the void. I'm not sure it's he's going to have as much impact as Peachy had at times last year. Um, They've got their defensive issues in the centres. We spoke about it at length last year. Um, there was times where teams had just pass it out to their centre and they just run in and score tries against the Titans. Um, so put those two together, I think um, they're going to be a little bit exposed. I think they've got a fantastic forward pack that's going to keep them in a lot of games for um, the majority of the year, but I think a slow start to the season might cost them and I've got them finishing 10th. Yeah, um, and both of you actually a little bit talked me out of um, having them any higher, but you're right, I agree with you. I think their forward pack's also confused in that they still... Somewhere like Moses starting front rower in any team in the comp, and he's he potentially probably isn't here. They've bought in Liu, who uh, Liu's such a weird signing. Is in I, I, I take well, him. The, you know he's, the ama- bloke, he's amazing, but you know, they don't need him. They don't. Well, you know who the bloke is to, to Gump's um, the the theory the strand we've had through here yeah. is Proctor now doesn't belong. I, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily have Proctor starting in front of I any of these blokes. I, I wouldn't have him so starting because I think Firma, especially last year, Firma not, not necessarily a breakout year, but he was. Great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Fodawake who should be playing sixty minutes at least. You've got Tina who I think should be playing lock, uh, but will probably play a lot of time in the front row. You've got Wallace who's a, a representative forward, and Sam Lasone is underrated. And you bring in Liu who did some good stuff yeah, in yeah. some tough times for the Roosters, as well as the back row there. So I. Th- I think that's confused. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Sexton. I like his organisational stuff. but uh, And I'm a big fan of Campbell and Mazu. But uh, the more I think about it, there's going to be edge issues throughout the season. They're going to be isolated at times. And I don't know who's going to... If they're down by 12, who's going to... Unless Jaden Campbell produces some freak stuff, which is a big thing to yeah, ask. I'm sure he will at times. Uh, of course he will at times. and they'll, But it's a big thing to have to chase scores sometimes. So... Uh, the more the, sh- the more even you blokes have talked about, the more I have bigger concerns. So, Gumpy, your thoughts? Look, I agree to a point. I've got them in my eight. They're in. They they were one of the two teams for that bottom part of the eight that I thought I could put in with some confidence. Okay. okay. I I like. I love Brimson as a player. I think at six, getting his hand on the ball, I think will be a benefit. Campbell at one. The problem is, and it's been mentioned, is defence. 
for them, they like just conceding 30 or they're up by 30 and they lose 36, 34, and that happened a couple of times last year. You can't leak those points. They've got points in them. Is AJ defending in the front line or you well, know, he's, a concern? He's or get, well, it is, but I think that a lot of teams have got that, that concern. I think oh, we get to the Roosters and you've got Kiri and Walker in the front line. So yeah. I think that, that they're issues that a lot of teams have with smaller bodies in the line and the edges now have got to pick up the slack and that's where the yeah. good edge players pick up slack and that's where I'll talk about the Roosters and teams like that later where losing a player makes a big difference defensively. I think if the Titans can pick up their defence, I they're a good attacking team. I would even probably go... Bo firmer in the centres if you're not going to play him in the back row. It's shoring up your defence. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe not have your Philip Sammy in the team yeah. and play firmer in the centres with, with Herbert. You've got to think, and I know that they played, they were a one pass off making the second week of the finals last year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I know Ollie doesn't want to hear it, but they were one pass away <laughs> From I don't know they're that much worse, and I don't know that other teams have improved that much to take over them. They throw one passer in the second week of the final. They win that. They go through another week. You no, know they don't beat Manly. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. That's what uh, I'm yeah. saying. But you, hypothetically, you, hypothetically <laughs> yeah. you, you never know. Like Fafita has a big game there, scores three tries in the first 15 minutes. You're over the line. So look, I think that they're a, a pretty good. Bet for the eight at the price at the tab, I'd be willing to probably throw a bit. I think they're probably going to be more reliable a team than a lot of the others that we're putting in that middle echelon of of kind of teams. You've got sure. your Mo, you've got your Fafita, you've got Tino, you've got those blokes that are there. It's just a matter now, I guess, of the spine for them and, and still the hooker. I don't mind the signing of Aaron Booth. I think he's another player that when you saw him at Melbourne in limited time, he looked lively, he had a Absolutely. go. Yep. Could defend. You know, yep. in, 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 you only saw him limited time and he he's never going to stay at Melbourne with Cheese and Harry Grant there. He was <laughs> never going to get a game. Yep. So he, He's on the cards to be there. He could well, get a lot of time. I was going to say that he could start. Yeah. He could, after a few weeks, or if not start at the start of the year, we haven't seen enough of him to know. Mm. Whether well, it's he's, funny because that kind of a, if he's a starting player in terms of that. But it's look, cool. I've, I've got him, I've, I've got him in the eight because I just think that they're, uh, they're better than eight sides. No, that's Looking yeah. at it at the start of they're the year. Cool. And you nearly did talk me out of it. And I thought, who can I bump up? And I thought, I'd Don't bump really the Raiders up, yeah. but I think the Titans are a better team than yep. the, than a team like the Raiders, who would be on that cusp. And the Broncos, I think the Titans are a better team than them. The teams that we've sort of talked about being on that that precipice of the eight, on paper, the Titans are a better team, in my opinion. It, just to, in terms of their draw, first of all, I didn't mention that. They have the ultimate meh draw. They, play, <laughs> they basically play everyone in that clump. They play that bottom... The middle, yeah, it, it, uh, six it, it, to twelve clump or year, and you know what? They they'll, only, they'll probably be favourites in most of those games, but win about three. They, they, they <laughs> so only play Warriors, Wests, Bulldogs, Knights. Oh yuck! Uh, but there you go. Once, well, they and, only played the top. They only but play they also play out a lot of last top year's team. top four. Yeah, they, out, they have uh, well, the ultimate blur draw. Well, it's like, yeah, because out of <laughs> last year's top four, I think they only play Manly twice. They're pretty what, good to what, average. Yeah, what's that going to mean when they get flogged by fifty against Penrith? 
roosters, manly rabbitos. But um, just what you were bringing up, the defence gump. I think, like, you look at the Titans, one to seven, even. I, I went at nauseam about it last year. I absolutely love Corey Thompson, but it's a bit worrying where he's genuinely, I'd say, the best defender in that back seven. Probably. Like, he is a yeah. solid defender. I don't know, like, he's a winger, but, like... Is it maybe even Probably an option to move him the into the centres? I know he's not the biggest guy, but he's the only guy in that back five that can defend. And I look at the one to seven as well, and there's not that much experience other than Corey Thompson. Like they're hmm. still relatively young. Like yes, there's a few years experience there with AJ, etc. But I don't see him necessarily I think as Marley a leader. Would be fine. He, he didn't. He didn't do any dummy. I think you probably put Marzu into the centres before you put Look, Corey actually, Thompson in there. Yeah. You've got. We just haven't seen a whole lot of Marzu. We we. For Corey some reason, Thompson's he wasn't playing the really second half of the year. Really good under the high ball as well. Yeah. Which if is you've what got you faith in Justin Holbrook, you've got to have faith that he's going to fix it. Yeah. Because these guys are first-grade footballers. It's about their structure in defence. It's not about the fact that they can't tackle. It's, it's about, about making structures that right and yeah. decision-making on the edges. It, and the edges are the hardest places to defend because you're defending against footwork inside, and you're outside, defending one-on-one. Quick blokes. More yeah. than in the middle. Like, you can get away with having a bloke in the middle... That's not as good, and that's where I come back. If you've got your edge back rower defending, but and they're defending ne- normally next to your half or your five eight, then you've got to have your best defender there, to the, so they don't get isolated one on one. And that's where the good teams, well, that's have those blokes that are good. Angus on Crichton an edge. would be, would and, come and, in a and pair as or much as you pair. talk about your blokes like your kick out and blokes, they defend and they look after. They're bloke on the inside. Yeah, not what, that they have yeah, to with Luai and Cleary at Penrith, yeah. but they look after them so they're not having to make one-on-one yeah, tackles. The one, if they, that's, yeah, they that's don't look after them. When you see the, the better nope. defensive teams, the centres will automatically jam in, so will the winger, and then the fullback will sweep around the back to create the, the stop on the, on the absolute edge. And then you'll have someone from the other side of the field track back towards the post. It's just but the way that they structure the, the one that um the yeah the, well the, the the back row that comes to mind is is Crichton because how many times did he get moved wherever he was needed to be Absolutely. especially once they'll gutted they, back in the last year when they'll gutted he was on the wing he was on the and that was their was problem just, yeah. with no Boyd Cordner yeah because he looked after your Kiri or your Sam Walker yeah. whereas Tupanu is a good player but he doesn't look after him yeah and no. it was, defensively and, and, yeah absolutely and Barn used to bring player. up just how many missed tackles and how many Tupanu had because he had he was put in that spot and didn't quite and that's where quite. the Titans like David Fafita again at their season hinges on David Fafita and his effort. Like, defensively, he's still a good defender. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But David Fafita can't have Brimson or Sexton making Without one-on-one tackles. That's tackles. why they start with Proctor. Because Proctor's that guy. Correct. That looks after But in the terms of that, that's, their season hinges on David Fafita. Well, I... I hate all this hope you guys are giving me. You're doing a reverse to Dag, so you're starting to give me a little bit of hope. And as the pessimist Titans fan I am, I absolutely hate it. I don't want to have any hope because I know as soon as I get that little bit of hope, they'll finish last. Well, I can't wait to hear Bray's thoughts on it each and every night. <laughs> and let's get to... This might be a record uh, quick preview for us, at least, because we get the Manly Seagulls, where they literally have bought in Ethan Bullimore. And... And Gordon Chang Kum Tong. And Jamie Huntley Game changer. and Jacob Game changer. Sykes. Kate Cust has gone to England. Yes. Davida Foon has gone. Uh, Gozowski 
uh, is going to St. George Sadler Sirenen I love how you say Can you say his name again? Gazowski Gozlevski 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 now I'll never forget that day Where you were Jack Georgievski is sort of famous amongst footy and froffies now because there was that one week early last year where you went to pronounce it and you weren't even close, like not even close <laughs> to the lettering. I think you, you might as well have called and him. And then he sort of paused like Jack with like Gordon the question mark at the end and went, I, 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 I think we just laughed for a solid five minutes because it was just, it, you might as well have not started it with just a G. You're Jack so far Jets. off. I can't, wait, I can't wait for the Dragons preview because you've got to say Jet. him again. George Jetson. Got, so I, I'm looking forward to the Dragons now. George Jetson. Anyway, they've got the same team. I think this is a record. And Sully's uh, gone, uh, but the yeah, top mm. seventeen looks like it did at the end of last year. Turbo, uh, Garrick, Harper, and uh, Hank Saab, Four and DCE to Pow, uh, Hank Scorpio for the record. There you go, sure. Croker, Paseca, <laughs> no. uh, Bullymore now with Schuster out, who will be back. I think six or eight weeks or something like that. Uh, Olakuatu, Jake Turbo, LOA, uh, Walker, Kepi, and Bullymore, and the usual sort of hangers on. There, um, yeah, isn't this just played again? If they produce what they produced last year, they're a top four team. If Turbo produces what he produced, they're a top four team. Dylan Walker had a fantastic year. I, I love their back row, I love where it's heading. I hope Olakawatu keeps progressing. Schuster, once he's back, they'll all be better for the run. And uh, I, I suggest by the end of the year, as we've flagged a few times, Jake Turbo, when they get all cavalry back, will end up in the front row and strengthen that a little bit. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Uh, but, but apart from that, DC was the second best fullback in the game last year. Obviously, Tommy was. <laughs> but the must have been a shit year for fullbacks. Because <laughs> 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 I was thinking about the best fullback in the game, it was number one, Turbo. Uh, but yeah, they're a top four team if they all turn up and play as they did. Uh, and that's about all I have to say. Gumpy, you may as well go next. Top four, um, I'd put Manly. But again, I said the Titans season hinges on Fafita. Well, we know that the Seagull season will Tommy depend on, on Tommy <laughs> and and how well he goes. Um, you know, when they're up by thirty or forty, I'd be taking him off the field. Absolutely. To yeah. be to be brutally honest, I yeah. think that they play him too much time when they're sort of in front. Um, especially when, especially when Garrick is so you know tuned what? to that, that game now he And can... you know what We're putting a team in the top four Whereas if you analyse their three-quarter line You would analyse them in the bottom three or four Probably. Saab, Garrick, yeah. Morgan Harper and Hank Scorpio I do like Harper There's, He's got a mistake in him I, I like Saab too but, but Wasn't Jesus. it exposed yeah. Remember when they rested Turbo on the back and it got exposed so well, badly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like Jason Saab can run, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. can catch a high ball. Garrick, he's a first grader. Yeah, yeah, Hank yeah. Scorpio is a first grader, and oh, Morgan Harper. I that. Well, <laughs> he's actually just, the leader of a multi-million dollar crime just, corporation. Just, but anyway, just the first grader, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and Morgan Harper offers you a bit, but he's got a mistake in him. Yeah, yeah. So if you were, if we're saying, like. Their three-quarter line isn't any better than teams we're putting at the bottom of the comp. Absolutely. No, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So if you take Turbo out, they're in trouble. Defensively, they're probably a little bit better. They're in but, trouble. Their yeah. forwards are good. Their back row's good. They've Absolutely. got DCE. They've got Kieran Foran. Yep. Their spine sorted. That's the You're thing right. with if, their, if you their spine if you, is if you literally swapped, If you literally swapped that three-quarter line with Newcastle Knights... You'd still tip both teams to finish exactly where they're going to finish. Well, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So look, their back row is good, as you said. They've got they, they've got a settled spine. 
Their nine's not great, but he does a job. They don't want their nine to run. Yeah. If the, you've got turbo in your team, you go to plan A. Yeah. And that doesn't involve <laughs> Jared or Croker, yeah. Lachlan Croker running out of dummy half. Yeah. And he had a really they're, good season, yeah, actually. They're one team yes. that can get away with no runs out of dummy half. That, that summed up really well why they got rid of Cade Cust, I guess, because we asked that question a little bit, but... Yeah, they don't need him. Now with Schuster injured, they probably they well, probably wish they did. Well, to have if they him, actually had Fainu, I'd have him yes. win the comp. Oh, mm. the, the, that would be a fair call. If they had Fainu as their hooker, mm-hmm. I'd have Manly winning the comp. Well, he looked like a super player before. Oh, obviously, all the off-field stuff. That's but, what I mean. Yeah, so if, if they had him, I would say that Tommy stays on the field. Manly win the comp. But you know what? If Tommy stays on the field, they probably can win the comp. I, well, can't, the have it, I can't have it when they rely so much on one player. Oh, I wouldn't be putting my hard earn on them. Mm. But if they're in grand final day and they win the comp, it wouldn't surprise me. But let's be serious. Uh, and Gump, we, We've talked about this a bit and you missed a lot of the later stuff. But end of the day, five of these top eight teams have gone backwards this year. So they, if they stay par, they're... They're in the conversation. If Fanu suddenly gets cleared, well, hey, look out because he's trained. He's trained preseason with them. He's, I believe, apparently ready to go. They're, like they're trying to push. Oh, the, he's always been ready yeah. to go. It's but they're, they're pushing the show clause. Courts. Get rid yeah. of the show clause now. Well, then again, too. But, but if you've not played a, a game in three years, yeah, well, then yeah, hey, plenty of blokes haven't played for two years that'll play footy this year. That's Mate, true. I've not played in eleven. So I'm feeling. <laughs> Well, Cam McGuinness, we've all said, is going to be the buyer of the year. So, you know. Well, one year to three. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they've lost a little bit of uh, depth out of their squad just with through the trades. Um, slightly negative, but. Kozlowski out. Kozlowski. Kozlowski. That's my new name. Tavita Funa looked like a pretty decent backup fullback when Tommy wasn't there, but. Yeah, I think they've lost a little bit of depth, but we saw how potent this team is. I mean, Tommy, I mean, no, no, man. <laughs> when they put it together, they can blow pretty much any team off the field. Um, and there's not many teams that'll go with them when they start putting the point, when Tommy starts putting the points on. So um, they seem to have a pretty good bond between the players too. They seem like a pretty happy club. Um, they've got one of the better coaches running around. Um, strong halves pairing, some exciting young outside backs. Um as I mentioned, Harper, I like Harper. Garrick could uh, progress and become uh, one of the top flight wingers at the you know the next couple of years. But Garrick, sorry, Garrick. What did I say? You said Garrick. Yeah, he, Garrick. He, he's questioning your selection. Okay, oh, isn't he just who he is? He'd be thirty now, wouldn't he? Ruben Garrick's about 24. Garrick? <laughs> is he? Nah, he's young. Yeah. Like I, I think is I went it? to high school with him. He's, he's, Jesus he's, he's a good-looking 30-year-old, though. Like, <laughs> just the mother-in-law Big, strong like. body, good kicker. Um, he, he could, I think he could Fair improve enough. over the next few years. Um, and I expect him to have, as you mentioned, pretty much a similar year to last year. And they're going to be a genuine premiership threat come finals time. I've got them finishing third at the end of the season proper. Speaking of 30-year-olds, surely Paseca's got to play more minutes this year, but... Ollie? If Tom Travojevic plays every game he is available for Manly this year, I've got them finishing fifth, and I don't see them as a premiership contender because I think he will still be Manly's best player. He will still be one of the best players in the comp. Going to miss a bit. But unfortunately, uh, based off of what I saw on that goddamn final series against Melbourne and South Sydney, he is actually a player that can be planned against. He is defeatable, and... 
you can't tell me that the other 15 clubs didn't, haven't well, other 14 clubs haven't spent a lot of time yeah. just watching that game, even against Melbourne and the game against South Sydney and thinking, this bloke's human. Sure, he's still got to score 10 tries against the Cowboys, Knights and Dragons because they're the Cowboys, Knights and Dragons. But instead of dominating against 70% of the comp, he's now, I think, only going to be able to do it against 50% of the comp. We also look historically... <laughs> One of the most dominant Dalian medal winning seasons we've ever seen. When was the last time we saw a player go back to back win the Dalian medal? I, I don't. Has it actually ever happened? Because it's definitely not while I've been alive. But anyway, I just see he, he's still going to be amazing in the top five players in the comp, right? But I just don't necessarily see that high an influence with Manly. I still got questions over their forward pack, as promising as it is. When he wasn't there last year, I think a lot of the emphasis went on the forward pack. It's like, okay, it's time for you guys to stand up now. And they were sort of a bit 50-50. I was a bit let down by them. DCE, hopefully he can be as consistent as he was last year. Because as Barney was bringing up throughout all of last year, Daly Cherry Evans still had an immense impact on that manly side. Whether Tom Trebojevic was there or not. He's someone else who's going to actually have to be maintaining that consistent form. If he doesn't, especially if Tommy drops off a little bit, I just can't see it. And the thing is, too, the competition overall, as we said, isn't going to be that great in terms of the top eight. Not many teams have improved, and I don't think Manly's necessarily lost that much. But if Tom Travojevic just isn't as good as last year, I can't see Manly improving, unfortunately, and I don't think he's going to be as good as last year. So I've got them fifth, and I'd, I'd... don't see them being a contender for the Premiership personally. No, fair call. Uh, I'll let you know now, Ollie. Do you want to have a look on socials and see who people are tipping to improve massively? We'll do it after yes. Melbourne. Uh, but now we're about to be halfway through the preview. Uh, we get to Melbourne, last year's minor premiers. Probably the toughest draw out of the entire competition. Yeah, very tough draw. I'll mention, man, I'll just double check Manly's draw. Ten too, games against it. the top six. Melbourne have, yeah, ten games against top six. Uh, and just quickly, Manly have a pretty good draw. They've got a very forgiving draw. Um, Pappenhausen, Coates, Ollum, Smith, Meany on the wing, Munster. This is their best team, so obviously they're going to miss a few games early. Hughes, Bromwich, Harry, Welsh, Kafusi, Bromwich, the Cheese at 13. Come on, Kamika. Did you get locked up the other day? I've no No, I don't think anything's come of it. Nass, Eisenhuth, and someone like Chris Lewis will round that squad out. Did you say Big Nelson in that? Lot then did you? I did. Yep. We don't know yet. Yeah, no, he's, no, he's yeah. back. He's back training. Yeah, just say he's he's on the bench. On the bench. But there'll be he's probably back. games so where he can't go. Well, stadiums, so but. this is their last hurrah. They're about to lose eight of these blokes somewhere else. I guess Harry, uh, Harry Munster, and Papi, and if we can control a team, which is a pretty bloody good scump spine. Absolutely. At the end of the day, Gumpy, where a Melbourne business as usual as well. Yeah, or is top, this a tough year. No, nah, top four. Top four, and actually, now that players are leaving, if I was going to, if you twist them my arm to put money on someone to win the comp, I would pick Melbourne. Melbourne is still definitely going to be there, aren't they? Only because they're the type of team that play for a reason, and I think that milestones and stuff, and they know that, the window closes probably after this year. They've, they've lost shortly. they've lost the Bromiches, they've lost Kafusi, they've lost the Cheese, and they're probably there's probably other players on the radar like a Munster and blokes like that 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 may move on. So, look, when we talk about teams improving or whatever, 
they're not any worse than they were. They were two points off the grand final last year in that game against Penrith. And really, I tip Penrith to win the comp at that game. Melbourne were poor. It was yep. the worst game they played all year. Oh, they yeah, must have made terrible. 20 errors yep. in that game with, with drop ball. Yep. So I just think that, you know, and every year, and and I've probably done it too, and I've said, oh, Melbourne will f- fall off this year because they've lost this player yeah, or I've lost that it. player, <laughs> and they haven't. And this year they haven't lost anybody <coughs> that, uh, that's going to – like they've lost Finucane and Nico and whatnot, but those blokes were just bit players for the Storm. They haven't lost anybody of note. I just <laughs> – you know, I think they galvanise and it'll be, this is our last hurrah for some of these blokes. Do we win for them and give them the fairy tale? That's what concerns me. And if you if you put a gun to my head, that's who I'd probably say I'd put my hard-earned on in terms of that now. So that's my view on, on the storm sort of moving forward. You mentioned Belair going barn. I'll ask all of you guys. Uh, would the cat out of the bag... Internally, be that maybe he's going. Maybe that's why some of these guys. Are I wouldn't be surprised if this jumping is last off. season. Well, he has signed until twenty twenty six, but, but isn't that as in the contract? Director? Yeah, 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 yeah. This year as a coach, and then I think at the end of the year he has an option in his favour whether he wants to, and it's an undisclosed role, which will be coaching director or general manager, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> general manager yeah. or for five years, whatever it is, stay on as a coach, which is interesting. I guess if Melbourne do drop off a little bit, does he stay another year to try and? I think it might be his last it? year. I think maybe he's sent to the boys. If it's his last year. Are, are we seeing and you can it as, use a as Gump said a reason to play for? So yeah. it's my last year. Is that the come. other? Yeah, is that an added reason? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. On top of what's already been mentioned. Um, the other interesting thing is they'll have touch wood Harry Grant all year, which I didn't have. And I assume they'll now structure the game around him. Uh, so, yeah. Jerome Hughes went to a different level last year. He was outstanding yeah. last year. Munster Dropped came good. At the, he came good at the end of last strong. year. I'm going to get your microphone close strong to your mouth up. there, Barn. Yeah. And you're getting Pappenhausen back. So in terms of an actual spine, it is probably the best spine in the comp. Still close to it. Uh, and yeah. the Ford packs in a conversation for best Ford pack as it stands. Uh, and them and them and Para, I think people get a bit ahead of themselves there in Para is what next year's going to look like as opposed to this year. But um, easy top four. They're going to be who they are. They're going to beat a lot of teams. They might get beaten though because there were times where their defence was exposed. Uh, and their attack was a bit confused. And they at went different real times. weird at times and conceded silly points to silly teams. I think Newcastle had on the ropes for a bit. Or Cowboys had on the ropes for a bit and teams like that. And that could come up again. Kamakamika was, if he, you know, he's, will be a big loss because he was just starting to come good as a dominant forward there. But um, again, a bit like Manly, like play it again. They're going to finish probably top three realistically. Just where I put them, I'll work out in uh, in an hour's time. Just on the storm, <laughs> and I don't know whether we mentioned it at the Bulldogs, has Isaac Loomy Loomy gone to the Bulldogs? He has. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't yes. mention him. It it's weird. He was officially the, the training with them before he the, signed with them. They'll upload photos the of him before he signed. Isaac Loomy. Yeah. He might he be was, in the Bulldogs starting team. He's, he's got quite possibly eyes, would be. You know Isaac what? For a winger, for a winger he wasn't bad, was he? Like no, for, he You can't right. say he was yeah. bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that could be a bit of a miss for, for Melbourne. They might still play Jennings on the wing. And well, I think a, Nick Mooney goes all right, but... He's not offering the same on the wing as what they've been no, offered in the not. past. Especially losing Josh Adokar as well. Correct. He's the best winger in the big game year for, in the last four or five it's, years. It's a, and it's a big year for Coates because he's a big, he's a spruik winger, winger in the game. Did we uh, mention the ins and outs? 
Yeah. No, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't mentioned Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. I read him out. Barney, what are your thoughts, sir? I think it's probably a negative trade period for him. Only just. I think they've, um, they're slightly... Uh, they're, no, maybe I didn't. I think they're down <laughs> slightly <laughs> on um, losing Aaron Booth, Josh Adekar, Finnecane, Hines and Branko Lee. I think that, that just weakens uh, their edges and their outside backs a fraction. Um, but it's Melbourne. They're probably the best coach team in the comp. Um they get, seem to get the best out of every player that ever comes into their squad, no matter who they are, whether they've been a nuffy for any other team that's run around. Um, I'm worried about Nelson and Kamakamika. Um, if Nelson can only play 50% of the games because he can't get into different stadiums and whatever, and Kamakamika's out for the season, that's a lot of go-forward that they're going to they're gonna miss in the middle there, and Finnecane as well with his defence. And he was pretty. He's not a bad go-forward guy also in the middle there for, oh, for the Storm. He's so, a loss. Um, we didn't I actually, I don't think we did actually mention that. Adokar, Atkinson, Booth, Finucane, Hines, Jacks. Max King, Branko Lee, Penne, Smoothie, Turahui. Yeah, so I think they might lack a little bit of go forward just through the middle, which may limit um, what they can get out of Harry Grant, out of dummy half, uh, a fraction. They're still going to test every opponent they play against in every game that they play. Um, still got plenty of talent in the squad, and they'll match it with pretty much every team uh, most of the time. But I'm loath to tip them to miss the top four, because last time I did it, I think they won the comp. But I'm actually going to go on record and put them down to run fifth this season. I've got them finishing third, exactly. They are my third contender in three contenders that I think are any chance of winning the comp, to be honest, because... And I feel like GT, our stat man, should maybe do a tally if he's got that much time on his hands to see how many times we say geek in an episode, because I'm going to say it a lot, and... Melbourne are going to flog geeks still. Absolutely. They're still going to be, I think, a top four team. I think they're going to run third. Jerome Hughes, I think, is now, for me, I know this is saying a lot, but I think Jerome Hughes is now the guy at Melbourne. Seeing last season, everything that's going on with Munster, Cheese is on his way out, everything, I think, uh, and Pappenhausen's injury issues, I think Jerome Hughes is now the guy yep. at Melbourne. I like the signing of Nick Meany as well. I think overall it's still been a negative sort of window, I guess you could say, in terms of transfers. But I like the signing of Nick Meany. I think at the Bulldogs, you'd be able to expand on this a bit as well, Gum. I thought whenever he played at fullback at the Bulldogs, he was solid. I'd say out of all the options over the past three years oh. that they've tried out, I'd say he was probably the best. Towards the end of last year, I think he was running for nearly 200 metres a game. Like In attack, he still got that flair. And he can play... Fullback, center, or wing. And he, so he's he, fast. He is, he's, yeah, he's your first. He's your yeah. he's your first backup for all of those positions, especially with a Pappenhausen who, fingers crossed, he doesn't realistically could get injured and be out for another ten weeks again next season. Plus Nick Mean, he's not the worst player to bring in in place, especially now he's in a good team. On papers, the New South Wales fourteen and yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. He could. We could see him in a same mould as we saw Nico Hines last year just because of that Melbourne system and the role he's playing well, in it. that's exactly why they've signed him. Exactly. They knew Nico was yeah. going and they thought who's the best available and they've yeah. they've got him and they're generally pretty astute with yeah. with their buys and, and picking up blokes and probably yeah. outside of at an Aaron shop for the Bulldogs last year, Nick Meaney, or for the last two years, has been probably their, their most reliable yeah. conveyance. So, yeah. You know, I think that that Melbourne have have got a player that can fill the role. Maybe not yeah. as good a player as Nico, well, but I, fill I don't that think role. so. But yeah, well, you bring up 
Jennings as well was maybe a bit of a concern. If Jennings isn't playing well for the first couple of weeks, now you've got a genuine replacement for him. You could chuck Nick Meany in, in on the wing because you have that big winger in Xavier Coates on the other edge. So I do really like that signing. Overall, of course, Melbourne have regressed a bit, but the same theme, so is pretty much everyone. So they're still going to be up there. They realistically still could win the comp. And you know what? In It seems to be in the years that no one's tipping Melbourne to win the comp or where people are tipping them to miss the four or the eight. They usually flog everyone and win the comp. That's usually how it works. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. As we push on, Ollie, do you want to check our social media and see who's responded with, first of all, their thoughts who are going to improve the most this year, as per your post the other day? Of course, you can find us on Instagram, where I hope you're posting all these fantastic posts, Oliver, as well as Facebook uh, and Twitter. Which I'll get you to log into as well. But uh, Olivia, what's going on socials first of all? And uh, we'll save the top eights for later. Well, the man, Gaz from PCTC, with the first comment here, said, you could argue the Roosters. I think that's a decent argument. This is for most improved, yeah? Yep, for most improved. We've also got Jeff, who says Bulldogs. Some geek called Oliver John says, got to be Brisbane. Action Bailey says Bulldogs. Jason Stanton, Broncos. Got Lloyd Clark, Shawley Dogs. Shagogdale. Now, this is on... Uh, PCTC's post, they graciously shared it for us. Um, the Bulldogs, Jeff Edwards, Bulldogs, Andrew Parkhurst, Bulldogs, and then Gaz replied to those comments with, I'm sensing a theme here, although it depends on your context. I mean, are these people tipping the dogs to make the eight? I guess you could say if they finish outside of the top four, that's a large improvement. I think the only real three well, teams... finish any higher make. than what? 13th, it's an yeah. <laughs> well, out of the top four, out of the bottom four. Well, but they won three games last year. If they win eight... They've improved yeah. five games. Absolutely. Not many other teams will improve five games. Well, they're not going to double what they got last year. Well, I mean, if they it, win six, it, it's <laughs> double what they won last year. I think year, it's, an, it? it's so. also an argument of if the Roosters go from fifth to win in the comp, then that's a pretty big improvement too. I think that the three teams who I guess are contenders for the biggest improvement have to be the Dogs, Broncos and Roosters. I think within context for those three teams. Yeah, and, and they're all different contexts yeah. is ultimately the thing. Absolutely. Uh, but thanks, guys. Keep leaving your feedback. We'll try and get some regular posts out two or three times a week. Uh, our social media guru will look after that. And Who is Gump, of course. <laughs> of course. And we will get to the New Zealand <laughs> yeah. Warriors, who have lost Leeson Armo, who's retired, Kane Evans, Fusatua, Hiku, Lawton, Mamalo, who left early last year, uh, Sean O'Sullivan, Perm, Tanua Brown, Townsend, RTS, Paul Turner, and they've picked up Finu, Sean Johnson, Kepu, Kepu, and Aaron Penne. Also, Ash Taylor, I think, was on trial and train. I think he's signed a contract. Yep. He's been upgraded to the he's squad. He's been yep. upgraded to this squad. Uh, so their RTS best RTS is dead set the most upset I've been about a player leaving our game for oh, quite a long time. Superstar. And he'll be, he, a, he'll he be an absolute star of... He, he's, I think he's playing this weekend. I thought he made his... I he might have. I don't watch enough. Super Rugby. He's been named for the <laughs> Blues, I think. Yeah. Uh, so the the top seventeen looks something like Walsh, DWZ, Barry, Pompey, Montoya, uh, Tavita Harris, oh, Harris Tavita, I should say, Johnson, <laughs> uh, Fanua, Blake, Egan, Lodge, Aitken, Curran, uh, Tohu, who's obviously out till mid season, Tavanga, Pene, Murdoch, Masala, Sirinan. Uh, give or take injuries and whatnot. Barney, what do the Warriors mean to you this year? Well, 
just on the, the trade period, I think they've lost a little bit of depth, um, which will hurt the side a little bit. They've picked up a couple of decent halves, which <laughs> should help the, direct the team around the field. But I, the way that the Warriors come in and out of games and just disappear for 40 minutes and you know go from a position where they were dominating a game of football to being completely run over and then losing the game at the back end of the game, I just can't come at the Warriors. Um Sean Johnson will add the structure that they absolutely need. Um, a lot will depend on whether Ash Taylor plays six beside him and whether he gets back into a position of being a first-class um, half, which he hasn't done for the majority of his career. Um, Nick Arima also floating around that spot. I don't know how he fits into this side anymore, maybe as a 14, but... Um, I've got serious questions around their defence and the way that um, the the middle of the field just seems to disappear at different times and teams just march upfield against um, against the Warriors. When they're bad, they're horrendous. Um, when they're good, they go okay, but it's, they're just too wishy washy for me. They're too they just fold uh, way too often. Uh, they need a hard edge in the in their middles. Um, the Fenua Blake adds that. Tavanga does at times, but he also gets a bit hot-headed and gets sent off. So um, I can't, I, I can't see him finishing any higher than fourteenth at the end of the season. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. I suppose I think the edges uh, they miss Tohu Harris so much is is the and thing. He's but missing uh, for like six weeks, I think, yeah. at the start of the season. Oh, well, more, so, I think. Yeah. But Aiken, Aiken, and Curran, or if like I. I'd be if I was a lot of other clubs. I'd be excited about setup, but defensively still a concern. Their front row really is fantastic. Fenua Blake is as good as anyone in the game, and Lodge does produce uh, minute after minute. Whatever you think of him, but beyond that, uh, aren't they just the Warriors of the last fifteen years? Rocks and diamonds, pretty much. They'll probably beat. They'll probably beat Melbourne one week and then lose to Newcastle <laughs> the next week, and everyone will go, "Oh, how'd that happen?" <laughs> and we'll overanalyze it too much, but. Um, Beyond that, I, I think Reese Walsh is in for a tough year. I think he's going to be targeted. I think he's going to get smashed. And I think, you know, second year syndrome's coming as much as I really enjoy him. Uh, and if he ends up miserable, who knows? But uh, I don't, you know, do we really need to spend a lot more time talking about this, Gumpy? What, what have you made of it? Bottom four. Wouldn't back him with counterfeit money. <laughs> <laughs> what about Monopoly money? I told you last year that I, in footy tipping comps, I wouldn't have tipped him for eight years in a match. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> Yep. Continue to tip the Warriors regardless of who they play. And you're right, they can beat sides, but I, mean, I just is can't. Is it just you go, oh, well, they got me. I just can't yeah. come to them. Like, they've got Sean Johnson back. And as I like Sean Johnson as a player, but how many teams has he ever got to a final or to... We say the, the same about, but, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 very I'm, rarely. Yeah, being, yeah. In terms, and he had better players around him yeah. when he did that. When he was on the field in, for the Sharks last year, I thought he had one of his better years, he, to be honest. And he but went all he right. Was but again, injured, he's so. getting older. Yeah. Is he going to be one of these guys' body starts to fail? He's not the runner and he used to be. He's, no, he doesn't, he doesn't like the like not. No, there's no. no running game. They've got some blokes with potential. Your Reese Walsh, your, your Harris Tavitas, your Pompeys, and your Currens and, and blokes like that that have got some ability for Newell Blake and Lodge. 
it'd just be something when they put that jersey on. I just, I don't know. I don't know. On paper, they it look seems all, to be and Nathan Brown And yeah. Nathan Brown's not exactly mm. a bloke who's going to crack a culture. And uh, On paper, they look all right. Drink the sweet gooey But I side. just, you know what? Where they finish wouldn't surprise me. I'll have them bottom four. They could run last. They, they, yeah, no, yeah, they, they could there are a couple last. of really bad teams. Oh, look, yeah, you know my yeah. feelings about a couple of players from a certain team, and I agree. Is, I think I think we so we're on the in, same in wavelength in terms of that. But it wouldn't if if the Warriors ran last, I wouldn't Absolutely. sit back and say oh, I'm shocked. Did you ever much in, do with um, Josh Curran? He he played in our system in the schoolboy system for for Sydney West was. Really good, lovely kid. Is he um, was always, a Penrith junior, isn't he? Yep, yep. He's, he's a really, was really good as a kid and, you know, worked hard and was never the biggest kid and, and mm. whatever and playing in a comp, I guess, where there were a lot of big boppers and he, he worked really hard and he's a, he's a great kid and that's what I say, potentially... You know, he's, he's got, oh, he's got some, some guts about some, him. Some ability kid. and guts, yeah, and he, he works hard and he gets in front. But again, I think he's going to suffer that. He's a back rower that may not quite be big enough. You know, in, yeah. in the end, he's a very good. Actually, he's a good back rower, but does that a couple of inches of, of he's not a height and rower. a couple I'm, of I'm kilos. Oh, I want to. You know. I promise we're getting to you, Ollie. But it is actually concerned when you actually line up Curran and then Yon Aitken, who is essentially a centre. Correct. Uh, that, that leaves him a bit. That's not exactly, uh, yeah, Crichton and Tupanua or. And I'm putting. And I'm putting. So, um, and I love them both. And I Ewan think they're both in the chance Nickel clocks that bucket. Put him back to centre. Cannot pass a ball. No. <laughs> That's, That's why, why second row second yeah. row. <laughs> and, he was fa- and, and he was and he was very good there. Ollie. If there was any club where you could have said, Don't worry, Ollie, we we'll get we're getting to you, I probably couldn't give a fuck if you just <laughs> skip right, me for the Warriors. To, let's but, get to Newcastle. But, I guess the one thing I will say, it's sort of interesting the half situation. It should be Harris DeVita, but pretty much last year when the Warriors signed Johnson, they had about four halves and they had to at least let one go. Sean O'Sullivan's ended up back at Penrith, but I think Harris DeVita was sort of the one that was like I'll put my hand up and leave at the end of this year, and that's where all the rumours have come. I think there was Canberra for a bit before Fogarty ended I'd up I'd have loved to have him at the rumors. Bulldogs as seven yeah. with Burton. Oh. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I feel like... Solves the, a problem. I think the Warriors Absolutely. have soured on him a bit because he was the one who sort of put his hand up when... I think they'll get I rid of Nicarima before they get rid of Harris. Well, that's a, I think he's leaving at the end of the year anyway because the reports are he's the one who's put his hand up and said, I'll leave because, well, what have you got for me long term? And unfortunately... I could probably see politicking come into that a little bit where he should be the one playing there, but because he's the one who's put his hand up, they might favour Taylor. I he could see him. Seven I, yeah, I could see him starting and Taylor six. possibly com- coming in throughout the year. Unfortunately, by the end of the year, I think Ash Taylor probably plays more than Harris Tevita, even if Harris Tevita's better. But I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I that's just the a pessimist in me coming Harris out. Harris Tevita is a lot more than what you've got yeah. with Ash Taylor, to I be think honest. He, again, he's another player at the club that's got. Enormous potential, Harris Tavita. Like he, he, does, does he need to be under? He, he need to be under a Bennett. Like you just go right, go send him well, to the Dolphins. Quite possibly. Who knows? Well, you look at the market, or, at the or a Robinson, or a, you know, you just you never know. You, you look at the players off contract at the end of this year. He is genuinely the best halfback on the market at the moment. And you know what? If Sexton happens to not work out this year at the Titans, I want to sign him yesterday. You know, like he's just he's that player where that ceiling is still sort of up there a bit, and he's not quite reached it. Yeah, you put him into a 
You know, you know, you know where it's open is Parramatta. Yeah, and Parramatta's next. Well, week. I think they were sort of rumored a little bit as well. Nick Green was on that radar at some point. I think yeah, Parra. I, I think they offered they, me they a contract anyone. the other yeah, day. Right. Parramatta's but, got a um, lot of questions. The, the only other on thing I'll say year. about the Warriors throughout my sort of running joke throughout last year was that Luke Thompson was playing with a bunch of geeks and was probably waiting at halftime at the airport to go back to England. Well, I think this year the running joke for me is going to be Adam Fanua Blake's playing with a bunch of geeks and it's just. We just signed at twenty forty three, so. <laughs> a lot of fun times ahead for Adam Fanula Blake. Uh, in terms of their draw, I should have mentioned that to sort of be professional or something. They've got a good draw. Of, uh, um, they've got another meh draw, but a lot of um, mid and low carders that they could beat up if they're on song, but could be beaten up. Well, some of this stuff is obviously. And again, how long are they going to be away from home again? Like yeah. you well, they just cancelled. The they announced That's what today I mean. that they, you yeah. can, they can only do that for a certain for period of time. And you saw them wane in some games last year where Absolutely. you thought they've yeah. had enough. Is it going to well, be the same thing? There was still a live chance with, what, four to five weeks or something of making the eight, you, you and they the, just you, fell apart. And fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. But then... Yeah. There's going <laughs> yeah. to be a game... Let's get to Newcastle. There's going to be a game where Let's they lose 14 people. points to 12 to the Cowboys. We're going to have to talk Daggy off the roof purely because of how bad the game is. And no, but remember, like, you know the game that sums up yeah. both the Warriors and the Tigers is that second time they played last year was like 12... 10, and Tigers should have won by 40, but the only reason it didn't is because Reese Walsh put on two tries, but both teams were abysmal. It was just abysmal viewing. Yeah, just for Like you wanted to just ground, try and, and tackles I'm sitting there trying to not fall yeah. asleep. And I turned it over to yeah. maths. And then... Uh, <laughs> and, and now we've if, got... If a, you are a maths man, Gump, <laughs> we'll talk off air. <laughs> and, and now, no, we, and, and now we've got to move on to Newcastle. Let's talk about Newcastle. <laughs> let's, get, let's get stuck into Newcastle. I think the Cowboys are genuinely after Newcastle, aren't they? I'm yeah, thinking of just, Jesus Christ. Straight if, straight if, if your city starts with and, just no, we're just we're call good it here. a year. We're good here. Um, this, I we'll like start it. Start with the draw, let's yeah. Let's get so to got, Newcastle. They've got nine games against the top six from last year. And five of those are in the first nine rounds. <laughs> yes. So they could possibly be one and eight or zero and eight after nine rounds of football. They legit. I'm not even being smart here. The legit first win could be the bye. Yeah. <laughs> me, Wasn't there a year where Cronulla's first year was the bye or something? Yeah, like years, years ago, yeah. 13 or whatever. Let me read this out to you. Roosters, <laughs> Tigers, Panthers, Sharks, Manly, Dragons, Eels, Storm, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Warriors, bye. No, they, they, you know, they're a chance against the Cowboys. Well, that's the one game on tip. Uh, all right. They've lost Blake Green. They've lost Josh King, Mitchell Pearce, Shibasaki, Connor Watson, uh, and Stafford Tower. This, and Blake Braley for and, the season with the And Achilles. Blake Bailey's done in the Achilles. Jayden. Oh, not Blake, Jaden. And, uh, mm. and they've picked up Clune, Gay Guy, Mapapalangi, Thompson, and Viella. Last year, I talked lots and lots about <laughs> their coaching. I talked lots and lots about how their back line went backwards, how Brabham Best went backwards. He got smaller and also forgot how to tackle. Uh, they're now going to have a team looking like Ponga, Tuala, Gay Guy, Best, Hunt, Clifford, Clune. Well, I've put both Saifidis starting in the front row because they should. Randall, Frizzell, Fitzgibbon, Bennett, Clemmer on the bench, uh, and then some people whose handwriting I can't read. I'd be so. playing Kurt Mann at nine. Kurt Mann's in that, me, and they probably will. Uh, and let me get down here, and oh, then there's some Barney, weeks going on. And I so they should. Because they're super coach, though, because he's, if he's starting at so, nine. But so, is, but so is everyone else, and that's just 
boring. Um, <laughs> you got to make money somewhere, well, who are you, mate. Who is, so on. I say Sue Brody Jones. Whatever. Let's move on. Um, how bad is this team? I, I don't rate Aiden O'Brien as a coach. I think you, Braley's you, a, Aiden O'Brien. He's a horse trainer. He's a horse trainer. He's a horse trainer. Aiden O'Brien's a fantastic. He could they come in. Get him he should whip them into. He'll have them doing. I, I just want to. I, I so badly want to be a fly on the wall. Get Trent Barrett and. O'Brien together just for a sit down to talk coaching philosophies <laughs> for an hour. Aiden O'Brien and Justin Langer at the Knights. <laughs> Possibly. Hey, they'll kick him into shape. Uh, I can see Pongo being gone to the Dolphins by the end of the year. I can see this uh, This team's going to run last. They can see a lot of points. I respect about four blokes in their Ford pack. Uh, and even at sometimes questionable. I don't know. I don't even talk about this anymore, Ollie. The, the, <laughs> the best thing going for Newcastle this year is that the Cowboys exist. Like, <laughs> oh, I, ditto. When they, ver- when they verse each other, I mean, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be the most entertaining game of the year because it's going to be something that we've never, ever seen before. I've, I've dated on the calendar. I think it's round nine they verse each other. I'm looking forward to it so much. Oh, I've watched C-grade down this fucking Jefferson Park. At least good because under sevens. Someone punches someone there, so it's all right. I mean, their draw is horrendous. They play uh, everyone they don't want to, which I assume is everyone above them. And, um, which is pretty much well, everybody. It's 15 teams, according to you. They're last. Yeah, so, so they're playing everyone above them. Oh, the Jaden Braley injury is massive. Um, yeah, it killed him. He was, you know, he showed how good a player he was. He improved dramatically while he was on the field last year for him. Um, and now the sole focus of attack for the Knights is going to be Caelan Ponga. And you just it just puts a target on his back. Every time he touches the ball, there's going to be people shooting out of the line at him. There's going to be people sliding off him, looking for his outside defenders. Their attack is going to struggle massively. I see a very, very tough year ahead for Newcastle. And people um, underrate how good Mitch Pearce was defensively. Yes. And they're going to lose Braley defensively. Big loss. Absolutely. They're gonna, so they're just going to run it whichever half they want to. Pretty much, yeah. If I'm a Newcastle supporter, this is bad to say. I'm counting the days until Adam Dewey returns so I can sign Luke Brooks. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Like, it's happening. That, and Gump. They've got a decent yeah. forward pack, Gumpy, which give means us, give they us. probably don't oh, consistently get flogged, but they, they'll get a couple of floggings in there. And I can't see them winning many games. I've got them running second last. I've got them 15th. Yeah, I've got them 15th. I don't have much to add. To what you guys are saying, they were a side that struggled scoring points last year yeah. with Mitchell Pearce. Now with the the sole attack as Caelan Ponga, oh. I I agree wholeheartedly with what Barney had to say. They can just put three blokes in front of him and not worry about inside and outside because they don't have anything. And as good a player as Caelan Ponga is, he's he's more of a lone wolf than Turbo. Absolutely. In in yeah. terms of, of what he's got around him, at least if Turbo doesn't play, Manly got a few other players. I can't see too... Like, Saifidi's oh, At least last year, they had, at least Pierce could run the ball. And, yeah. and he did at it least three props. Away, could run the ball, or Kurt Mann And kick him into corners. Who's going to kick for him? Well, Clune will probably do the majority of their kicking, but... Like, they've got some decent forwards, but the forwards aren't, like, going to give you the razzle-dazzle to score points no, to absolutely win. absolutely not. In terms of that, so if Newcastle are going to win games, they're going to win 12-10 and and games like that. And I don't know their defence is going to be 20 errors. Well, I don't know their defence is going to be good enough to 
to a whole whole team to under twelve. Yeah, yeah. like on, it's a, a long season. This team sucks. I, I just I just had visions of them versus the Dragons, <laughs> and Mumbai pick up the ball from the mouth, going oh, and then they go oh, six again and well, start it, and then they go one wide, and someone drops it in the first hit up, and it's just well. Like, well it's glad to know that Kalen uh, Pong is going to break a record, and that record is the most per- the per- most percentage of points scored by a single player in a team because he'll history. kick two, won't he? Well, yeah, he, he's going to score 98% <laughs> so of their points throughout the season, and that'll be a record. And good on him. He deserves it. And then can go to the Dolphins. They'll score 100 points for the year. And he'll score 98. Of they'll score 98. <laughs> Some geek will kick a penalty goal when they score their first, like, when they just... Oh. Yeah, anyway. When he's playing oh, Origin, <laughs> is there anything more? The to only talk thing about Pong is not picking. So, but, all right, yeah. the Cowboys. This will be quick too. Uh, they have not a bad draw. Gained Hiku, Lip, McWhorter, Tanua Brown, Townsend, Tyrese Woods. They've lost Javid Bowen, Wiramu, Greg Holler, Jensen, Masters, Maguire, who obviously went last year. Molo, or Morgan retired, and you retired, and Shane Wright. Their draw... Eight games against the top six. Their draw is obviously relevant. Not the worst, but, but um, they are the Cowboys. They are the Cowboys, and I, I feel like they're going to be... They're going to potentially a good draw, but whatever that means. <laughs> if they're a better uh, what, team. What, they're, what, they're playing under-11s teams a few games, aren't they? <laughs> Gumpy, you are the... Co- the uh, the number one chairman fan, of yeah, the Cohen Number one fan. Yes, and drink Vegas. water. Go. Oh. So let's, let's look at Holmes. We're going to go with home. oh, the, Holmes. You mean the centre yeah. with the freedom Holmes, to roam? Holmes, Hiku, uh, Hammer, Tuolungi, Drinkwater, Townsend, McLean, Robson, Hess, Dunn, Lukey, Tamalolo, Koda, Condon, Tanulbland, Burr. No, ha- uh, Hammer will play one. Head of Val in the wing, you reckon? Yeah, well, Val's like, playing centre, so they've Val already said it. No, no, no. He's been he's playing centre, but he's been given the freedom to roam to play one, one to right, keep him happy, like and two so he can interfere in whatever Hamaso's doing. <laughs> I used and to love Todd Payton. Screw it up. Like I, you know, I love Todd Payton. T- Tiger's like, legend. I love Todd Payton, but my god. <laughs> Well, he took Gump. on a you know what? It's chalice, not necessarily man. his fault. Oh, like, I know. I he know. just like died but on his got, sword when he signed that. This is a team that's finished in the bottom four since 2018. Their problems go far beyond top they, They've ticked up Townsend, who get him around the field, hopefully. Who has been? Who hasn't looked good since he won a comp? Uh, Drinkwater can't tackle, and Gump. Can you take it away? Because you can also <laughs> list the rest of the team that can't tackle, <laughs> uh, including your wallpaper, Cohen has. They've got. They've got a couple of p- positives. Yeah, Hammer's a good player. Got COVID yeah. positives, and I, <laughs> I really like Hylam Lukey. Yeah, as a I love him. Oh, yeah. I I he's love a, him. he's gonna have the Tigers. A, a bit of promise, but I'm proving, really good yeah. player. And then I looks like a decent back rower as well. Yeah, but yeah. I, look, I've got him last. I I can't. <laughs> How are they gonna win a game? I can't see them. Like they've got Chad Townsend, who I agree with Daggy. He won a comp and then since then hasn't done much. I think he's another one that his body's probably starting to fail him. There was some injuries last year and just didn't seem right in terms of of that. Hopefully he's had an off-season that he can live up to his potential and and help him do something. I think they need to have a a decent team up there for the the population up there, but I think he's he's probably past... He's got a good kicking game. You get him into in kicking the corners. But. You're talking about um, Big Nelson with 
the vaccination. There's no way Taumalolo's vaccinated either. No. What about that presser? It, it's come out day. the other day that he's... Apparently he's re- yeah. reneged. He's gone... He, he, well, that's the thing. It's interesting. Um, well, he, old mate got he, done, didn't he? he? he uh, the other one got done. Um, Luke Thompson was... Luke Thompson got done. There was someone else. Uh, it's only uh, Tapane and... What's as far as I know, it's only Tapane and uh, Nelson, yeah. Nass. It doesn't matter and if Tamalola gets... doesn't matter oh, really? if Tamalola gets vaccinated if he's just going to play 30 minutes during a game anyway. Like... Oh, he's dead. But that's but a, I, I did. It was a. It dead. was a he's very. It was a very good question, though. It was a great question. I thought, is it fair that uh, people have to be vaccinated to come watch you, and you're not, you don't have to? No, be? it's not fair. Absolutely, it's, well, a great question, isn't it? It's yeah. an excellent yeah. question. This discussion is not worth having while we're talking about the Cowboys. No. Any other team worth it? Yeah. <laughs> if you but have to be vaccinated it? to come into the yeah. stadium, so should the players. Absolutely, I agree with that, and a hundred percent agree. And so they should. Uh, end of day, I didn't realise he was only 28, Tamalo. Like He debuted when he was 17. Yeah. It was just before they brought him He's only like role. six years into his 10-year contract that, like, What does that also He's not Surely he doesn't. Out. Does he see it out? <laughs> no. Like, no. It's well, like my bolt. And he's a refresher bet. Like, yeah. Are they better off just cutting and lossing and need someone else pick him up? Probably. Well, back to our bold prediction show. We could do a whole show on this. So yeah, well, in our bold prediction show, I'm tipping him to leave at the end of the year. Have his World Cup with Tonga, do well in it, and think, oh, Actually, being happy playing rugby league is a thing, and then leave. But then the That's Cowboys are going to have to pay half the freight, no matter where they it might goes. be happy to if they yeah, want to. Like just maybe this team, they're they're going to come close to the record for the worst team of the NRL. Do they hold like, it? I don't. Do they already hold it? No, I think the dogs do. Well, put it no, put it this way: no, Newcastle does that year. Dogs they won one Newcastle. and drew one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my thing is with Newcastle, they'll win four games max, and there'll be a game against the Dragons, a game against Newcastle, and then there'll be two games. Right? This is my pre- you know they'll prediction. They'll, exactly they'll beat one of our four teams. Well, Caelan, yeah. our four teams are contenders Caelan for a team will they win can them beat. Three or four games. He's still yeah. good enough 100%. to win the night. And Hammer will probably win one or two games for the Cowboys. No, they, no, 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 he's not Pong. No. no, you guys are right. Yeah, but he's not going to win them games. He'll win them a game. Pong, like, I agree He'll with you. Ponga will win them three or four games. That'll be... Might be the only game to, they to win. To go back to what Hammer I said earlier about the Warriors-Tigers no, game, you, you, it'll be a shitty 10-8 game, and Ponga will put on two tries. Who's going to put on two tries? Yeah, Hammer might run away. You, you, know, who, you know who's actually going to do the most in this... Cowboy side, in my opinion, and actually have a proper crack and Reece Robson. Reese Robson, <laughs> he's going to set up their two tries in a game. Maybe score one of them. It like he, it, like especially if you're playing Talmalolo for thirty minutes a game. Him, Luke, he might crash over. For but a I try think here and there. You, Valentine Holmes is only going to make. I think he's their problem. I think he no. runs around like endless chook. Oh. Reece Robson, to be honest, in attack, he's. I, yeah. I think he probably does disagree. do a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. Attack and his passing game. You watch him from dummy half. It's the passes generally aren't out in front. Like you're good dummy half. So I, I really question him as a, as a as a player. Like his effort, I like. And the worst thing is well, skill. But, I don't yeah. know in attack. And the worst thing is their two best players. Uh, the only ones with any mail they get now there. Yeah, well, the two soon-to-be best players, Lukey and Burr, are going to be snaffled up by um, another club soon because yeah, they both want to get there. And Nanai as well. He'll oh, Nanai, sorry, not Burr. If, um, I'm, if I'm the Cowboys, Nanai, I'm doing everything I can to get Luciano Leilua a year early, which I think is possible. It's not going to do the world a good, but they need someone in there. Who's there will be... And you know what? But they'll end up giving up Lukey. That's the thing. My but little prediction they would have for this show is there would be... 
there's going to be dominoes no, to fall. Yeah. There will be there'll be a bunch of dominoes yeah. where either Papa will go early and it'll all flow through and uh, Luciano ends up there. And Luciano's going to be so miserable yeah. up there. And you know, let, well, let's say that domino effect yeah, happens to the full ex- fullest extent. The Cowboys are still finishing last. Is anyone Maybe tipping them anywhere? The is anyone tipping it anywhere but last? Maybe they need BJ Lua up there as well. well. They should have taken him. Help. You might need him back. He's there. playing in the second division oh. in the UK yeah. right now. All right, let's get to the to say is exactly the same as the Knights, except their forward pack isn't as good as the Knights. <laughs> I, I got serious concerns of them being competitive in any game this year, and they're going to run last. Good. Sorry, I didn't realize now. You're part of the show and shit. Fair All enough. right. All right. <laughs> we get to Parramatta. Uh, who, I think everyone's jumped off a little bit too early because their issues aren't to next year, but they've lost Mitch Rain, uh, they've picked up Mitch Rain, I should say, Bailey Simonson and uh, Tupalutu. They've lost Fergo to Japanese jail, Hipgrave, who's retired, Sam Hughes, Lussick, Oldfield and Will Smith. And, um, Does Oldfield get a game? No, they've lost him, he's gone. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's released, I don't know where he is, he's probably playing for... Um, Good among the Cowboys or something, but uh, Glee, Glee Dirty Reds. <laughs> on so uh, their top seventeen looks a little bit like Gutho at the moment, and Sivo's out for Gutho. the first half of the year. Yes, Gutho, Simonson, Penasini, Blake, Dunster, Hayes, Perham. Hayes, Perham will probably end up in front of those two, to be honest. Uh, and what's my notes here? Brown Moses. He comes after Brown Moses RCG. Marnie Paulo, Lane Madison, Brown, Papa Ihi, Stone, Kafusi, Bryce Cartwright, Nia Corey suspended for the first couple. Um, Papa Ihi, that's actually wrong. Papa he will start somewhere there in their wacky mixed up world. Uh, what what do we make of Para? Uh, Ollie, you can start. What do we make of BA's last, the back end of last year, moving the Ford pack around, burning. What do you make of Paramatica? Well, a lot of people are saying this is the end of their premiership window. I thought their premiership window well and truly shut at the end of 2020. Like that's I thought I, you were going to say 67. I, I, whatever it is. I, I, don't think so. I don't know. I don't think like, we've got... I, they, they, I don't think they, they, should have, they should have beaten Penrith in that final. I don't think yeah. so. Like it, Both teams were... Rel- like there were plenty of errors in that game from both teams. At the end yeah, of the Paris day, Junior Paulo is the one who drops that clean ball as well. They lost that game. Even if they beat Penrith, I don't care if they beat Melbourne twice during the season. I know way, shape or form, could have seen them beating Melbourne in that last... I didn't say that. I just said that No, they, but that, that's just me having them yeah. not as contenders because I know people will say, well, if they'd beaten Penner, you know, they'd beat Melbourne twice. I don't care. They, um... Their hooker would have won the game for them. I don't there. think and they if were a contender oh, at And all. how bad was... Yeah, the stone. service out of stone was disgraceful. But anyway. Parramatta yeah. are a team that'll finish seventh. They are safe to make the eight, I think. I think eighth is up for grabs. I think Para is safe in seventh. That's what I'm going to say. Mitch Moses, hopefully he can continue his form from last year. But I've noticed something with Moses. He had a really good 2017, crap 2018, really good 2019, crap 2020, and was ended up being Para's best player just about in 2021 when everyone else dropped off. Like So this year, going off of history, will be his down year. I hope it's not because he, when he's on, he's an entertaining player to watch. He brings a lot to Parramatta. I d- still don't see him as a premiership winning halfback. Um, I'm probably tipping probably he ends up at the Tigers by the end of the year, to be honest. Like, even more than Leilua to the Cowboys, whether that's a knock-on effect or not. I think it's a smart move by Papalihi if he was to go to the Tigers a year early in terms of monetary reasons, and that's fine. Earn your money, whatever. 
I see this team running seventh. I see them probably going out in the first week of the finals. They are what they are. They're para and then dropping out of the top eight next year until they come back and rewind. I don't have anything against Brad Arthur as a coach. I think he has the potential maybe to one day lead an NRL team to a premiership. I don't know whether he will or won't, but just not this one. As I said with Ricky Stewart, there does come an expiry date with coaches with a team. Doesn't he have three wooden spoons and zero? Yeah, but I I think maybe with... Well, he also had the worst team ever that he inherited from (laughs) Ricky Stewart. I just think that it's coming to its ceiling, its expiry date. I think that Brad Arthur's ceiling with Parramatta was only ever going to be fourth, which they finished... In 2020, I thought differently that they could have gone on and win the comp maybe in that year. But I've now realised I think that's as far as you can go. It's not that Arthur's a bad coach or anything, but I think it's just mutually beneficial to part ways. He goes somewhere else. The Eels look for something different after this season, realistically, if they do run seventh, like I'm predicting. And I think this year's the last year of his contract too. So He just resigned. No, they didn't sack him last year when there were rumours they'd sack him. Oh, they said they'd resigned. keep him Never on. Carry on. Um, Gumpy? Yeah, I think that I agree with a lot of what Ollie said. I don't think they'll be any worse a team or any better. I think that they'll they'll be fifth, sixth around that point. Yeah. I think that they're, they're a bit behind the top four teams. But, look, they haven't gotten any worse. They've, they've lost no one of note and gained no one of note, really. They lost Fergo and, and got Bailey Simonson. So you're getting probably... Much like for like in, in yeah. terms of and that, and let's be honest, and then, uh, Macasevo is not a big loss for the, like and then, really. No, and then other than that, the way he turns around to go and get a ball, that's well, kicked it's behind like him. the Queen QE two turning no. around. But he's well exposed. Look, I th- I think that um, you know that's where they are. They've got a good forward, really good forward pack. Mitchell Moses again, if he he has his year on year off, then Para might fall off. But yeah. I think he's a bit older now and and a bit wiser in, in terms of his ability. I hope, like I genuinely hope so. I really, really like Will Penasini. Yeah, um, very, very good player, and I've got a couple of mates that that coach out at Parramatta that said, and. I was a bit critical. They reckon Jake Arthur is doing unbelievably okay. well yeah, in in preseason yeah. and looks a different player. As put on some so weight. What does, so what does it mean? Put on some Well, I don't know who? that it means anything much, Daggy, because Moses and Brown will play yeah. Yeah. in the half. But the thing, end of the day, he's a, he was a coat hanger. So if he's bogged out, Correct. there is... So they're, yeah. they're, 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 there's very good reports coming out. And they've got some really good kids coming through. And I think that that's what they're relying on when they probably lose players next year, that they're going to have players ready-made Free up some cash, to, to come in. Some to, come if, in if, and you know, if they're, if they're a genuine club and they can see that in five years' time, hey, don't worry, we've got the hope. Well, even in two years. And then they free if up they, a If they've got faith, and, and it's massive faith, and, and, and the fans are going to spew because para fans are the name. worst. Yeah. Para fans are as bad as South fans and St George fans, but and but um, <laughs> if they can see the faith three years down the road, then that's massive. Then good. Well, that's the thing. You know what? In about three years' time, I don't know where they'll necessarily be as a club, but Parramatta will look completely different to this season. Yeah, I think they're about to go through a big rebuild. Like as I said, I think it's this is the last the cards, year they. So. This is the last year they make the eight, and Parramatta fans will complain and be disappointed because, as he said, that's just. Yeah, how I've fan. seen a lot of them act, but I would sort of, whether it's a new coach or not, it 
it just seems you've sort of got to trust the process. It's the natural life cycle of a team. They've missed their opportunity to win a comp. They're now going to drop right down, and it's how they react from there. It's not necessarily the dropping down, but drop it's how... Right no, I don't think it dropped down. Well, 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 actually... like, I think they'll miss the eight. I, I know this is predicting for 2023, but I can't see them oh, making the I, eight. I'd like, that. That, that. But I'm actually, I'm actually going to be quite bullish about Parramatta yeah, this year. I, I think they're going to... I, I think they're going to be borderline top four. I don't think they're going to win a comp by any means, but I think they're going to... You've got to remember how much the rest of this comp sucks. I know. <laughs> like, look, I, I would bank on, personally now in, in the order, I think Parramatta will beat South Home. I agree. And that's, and that's what I, I will do. I think Parramatta 100%. will beat South Home. A- and and what? if Turbo got injured, they'd probably beat Manly Home. That puts them in the top four mm-hmm. in this comp. 100%. And that's what I'm saying. This and might be me. It. And then I'm saying that... I think that, Parramatta um, will finish closer to first than South will finish... Yeah, 100%. Uh, I agree. So that's what I I'm think saying. South will be lucky to make the eight. To so, be well, that's because, cool, but we'll get to that. Yeah. But what I'm saying about Para is that the one thing they do is learn to pace Gutho better because he is, he, and it, it, it's just a fact. He burns himself out come round fourteen, fifteen. They get to Origin, burns himself out. But they, I think Mitch Moses came back from Origin last year, a different player. I was so impressed by what he did for his background. I think and I've, I've been wrong before, and and I've been his biggest critic. So I'm happy to. Bank on the fact he's going to come out firing. Uh, so Gutho have a partner in crime. Sivo won't be a loss. And their forward back is really, really good. Like, RCG's had the best probably three years of his They've career. They've probably got the best forward pack in, in the comp on turn paper. Paulo uh, is waking up. Madison seems to be half on the outer. Puppy, if they fit him back in there. And then Nathan Brown wants to be there. So they've got so many assets and... 100% agree with what you're saying is that they're a better team than Souths. They're probably a better team than Manly. So they have to probably finish fourth. Uh, and if they get a bit right, if um, and if Bailey Simonson produces some of those efforts he did in those games for Canberra last year, mm-hmm. he produces stuff here. I think I can see them doing really well. I'm tipping them borderline top four, and I'm tipping uh, both Gutho and Moses to have, have big, big years. Uh, it... it the thing is, they're on this seesaw where it could just all flip and then Puppy goes, I don't want to be here anymore, fuck it, I'm out. And next minute, it's all done. Barney, what do you make? Yeah, well, about? halfway through the year, if it's going and rough, one big question for everyone after that. But on. deciding to get out early. But I think, um, as Gump said, I don't think they've lost anything. I don't think they've gained much through the trade period. But um, they've got a really strong squad and I expect them to continue on with everything they did last year. Um I really like their hooker. I can see him being the best hooker in the game yeah. in the next couple of years. Um, well, it's good for the Bulldogs Reed, in 2023. I'm quite um, happy to have him. Oh, mate. But to not even mention he's him. He's got... a brilliant defensive hooker, oh. and he is, his service off the ground, you generally don't see much better. He hits hits them where they need it. Um, he'll, he'll even cut out halfbacks and hit the 5-8 to make sure that the ball's going where it so, needs to go. And Gumpy, he seems Gumpy, to be able to read the play. Well, Gumpy early... Talked a lot about spines. I would rate theirs probably third best in the well, comp. Well, settled again. It settled. They and, know, and there's a question mark. But yeah, what it is? What it is they're doing? And, and he seems yeah. to know when to run. He's quick. He um he can break tackles as well. He's only a little guy, but he seems to be able to brush off front rowers when they're trying to grab hold of him. And um, you know, then a lot of that comes off the back of that. Um, Mitch Moses, I thought he probably had the best year of his entire career last year. And um, if he can deliver the same or even better than what he gave last year. I actually think they're going to improve on what they had last year. You've already mentioned the 
extremely good forward pack that they've got. Um, Brown was disappointing last year, and if he offers anything more than what he offered last year, that's only a tick. Well, the here's the one I want to ask about, because as you know, Danon was very bullish on him. Well, yeah, with the Supercoach show, because yes. he was still punching out really good base stats. It but he just some he was a different he just, player, so yeah, he, does he come back or does he He move wasn't on? setting up attacking stats, but he obviously... He's the one I ask you about, Barnett. So you know, is he back or are we moving on from him? Well, I tipped him last year to have... I, oh, I thought he was going to be him, the yeah. player of the year. So um, if, if that's, you know, I'll, I'm, I'll back him in um, for this this year. Ollie? Dylan Brown, down on, down on. <laughs> yeah or nay? I'd, nay, but let's just say he is done. I then think Harris Tavita is a certainty to end up at Para because I don't think they're too dissimilar a player. So I think he could be the replacement. Gumpy? Down with Dylan, Dylan Brown, yes or no? Yes. You, you reckon he bounce back? Yes, he, he might have succumbed to what you call the second year syndrome last year. I think Dylan, look, I know Dylan Brown. And I, yeah, I'll put faith in Dylan Brown to do the and, job. And, and if he comes back, and we'll get back to you now, but if he comes back, how much more dangerous are Parramatta now? Absolutely, that's why I've got them finishing fourth, and I think yeah. they are actually a genuine title contender. Because he just was um, a non-entity last yeah, year. He was. If you absolutely. put him back into that spine, you have one. You have the whole spine. Yeah, so I've got them finishing fourth, and I, I think they will challenge at the yeah, back I'm gonna, end of the year. I'm going to put some faith in Dylan Brown. I guess to give some context to my prediction of them finishing seventh, I think they're more likely to finish fifth than eighth. If you get what I mean, they're yeah. in that mould with a Manly and a Cronulla. As a matter of fact, I know this is me seeing them a bit less than you guys, but I think they're sort of on par with Cronulla right now. Sort of two ships passing in the night. This is Para, this is Cronulla for me, and they're sort of meeting, but I don't. I, I would not be worried if I was Parramatta about missing the top eight at all, even though I've got them seventh. They're, they're going to be there. I, tr- I try and compare teams, and and you've brought up their Parramatta and Cronulla, right? I, I see them as sort of on par this year. I agree, year. Yeah. but how many Cronulla players would you pick in your Parramatta first 13? How many okay, Cronulla yeah. players would you pick in, in Parramatta's I, first 13? I guess I'm sort of basing this a, a little bit on... Yeah, yeah. be about it. I agree. I agree, but I'm also sort of basing this on what not I think many. we're going to see at the no, end of the season. Absolutely not. Two. Yeah. So, so in and Nico would be out of position. And we can only go on paper now, right? Yeah. What Correct. We think. Yeah. So I think if you look at the squads right now and both teams play to their potential... I think Parramatta will win five more games than Cronulla. Correct, correct, right now. But I think I'm sort of looking as well towards the throughout the whole it's year really as well. Look at it, I just, yeah. I agree. But I think by the end of the season, it, it ask me this at the end of yeah. the season as well. I personally feel like I will be chucking a few more Cronulla players in there. That's because the Cronulla players Who? as well. We'll see. No, but I'm just asking. I just like, feel he's like, saying right now. Well, one could be Nico over Dylan Brown. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Possibly. And Fanukin are going over Sean Lane. Possibly the back five. I mean, if Gutho like, drops off, Will Kennedy's no, not a bad no, player. No, that's no. different. I think no, it's a shit. No, no, no. no. I think it's, it's still maybe. a challenge. Maybe. Like by the end of the year. Right now, no, wait. Right now. Ramian, Molotalo. Finnegan's going to play in the front row. You wouldn't. Or you might pick Finnegan over RCG, but... You'd be lucky to get three. Yeah, but you just put Fanukin in a second row against ahead of Sean Lane. You'd be lucky to get three. And Sean Lane won't be in Parramatta's top side. No. So there you go. And it seems like Madison's in there. So if you look at it, yeah, if you look at that, it's a very, very good way. This is something that we're probably going to keep coming to throughout the season, but. 
keep coming to me with this. And, and at the end of the year, when we do yeah, a reveal, we'll bring, whatever, bring, bring this question yeah, up. Of course. Yeah. And, I'm going and if I'm wrong, you to remember it. And it's on you to remember. Oh, we'll remember. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying anyone's wrong or right. Yeah. I'm just simply looking at it on paper. Yeah. Now, the only we do is like doing the form. It's A plus B. It's on paper at the moment with squads and what we've seen of players over a 15 year career or five minutes in the league. That's why I've got Parramatta finishing fourth and the Sharks finishing well, sixth. Agree. Okay, fair. Yeah, okay. So uh, it seems like we're all uh, in a bit of accordance. So we get to the minor premiers. No, they were the second team. They were team. the premiers. They were the premiers. Penrith. Uh, and uh, how are they going to bounce back? Well, they've lost a couple more so for next year, I think. They're, they've gained a Maverick guy, a good friend of Ollie and friend of uh, the show, obviously, as a result. Christian Crowe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thomas Jenkins, Sean O'Sullivan, and Preston Ricky and Christian Crichton signed. Lovely fellow. Sean O'Sullivan. I said that, didn't I? What did I say? Christian Crichton. Christian Crichton's back. Just we might get some football, That's actually. Uh, they've lost Billy Burns, Matt Burton, Kurt Capel, Tyro May, Momorowski, Naden, uh, and Pengai is gone from the back end, as well as next year they're going to lose Kikau and, and Coruscant. They won the comp... They've got the best, probably the, arguably the best player in the game, realistically. Uh, Ollie, what does it mean for Penrith? And where are they headed? I think that they'll be very glad that most of the comp sucks. Um, they are the second team in my contenders, believe it or not. They are the first team in a long while that hasn't significantly improved from the year before that could go back-to-back. They are as good a chance at going back-to-back as the Roosters were, 18-19, but for a different reason. The Roosters actually improved and sort of changed between 2018-19. They brought in the likes of Crichton, who admittedly didn't have a great season, but they brought in the likes of Brett Morris as well. They had that in place. The problem with Premiership winners is that they sort of settle. They don't want to improve even though they should, and that's why we haven't, we've seen one back-to-back Premiership winner since 92-93 in, my, in a combined competition. I think, though, that, yes, Penrith are lucky that a lot of the comp does suck, so they are a good chance to go back-to-back. They are, as I said, the second team in my contenders. I like Isaac Tago. I'm glad that he'll be getting a first-grade spot next year. Sean O'Sullivan's a good bit of depth. He showed towards the end of the year of the Warriors. He started off a bit shaky when they first brought him into the side, but I thought he was good. He ended up solid. So he'll play. You know what he's going to do. He's going to play the six games over. And Origin. you know what? He's going, he's going to be the new Tyrone May, and he's better, from what I've seen, better than Tyrone May. So that's a tick there in terms of that department as a backup in the halves. Uh, he'll give them the structure Penrith that they need when. Yeah, Penrith is still going to run top three. You're, they're going to be a very similar side to next year. They're still going to flog 70% of the competition. And your Clearies, your Fisher Harrises, and those types are still going to step up. Uh, what do you do about Kurt Capewell leaving? Well, you probably now bring Lee, Lee Martin, Martin back into a starting three. second row role, which people were arguing he should have been in at the start of last year over Capewell. Well, I think Capewell sort of proved that he deserved to be there. But now that he's gone... Liam Martin gets his chance. Penrith just keep bringing the players through, and they're going to run top three. There's not much more you can say. Changes there. Let's throw, let's throw a 17 out here. Edwards, uh, I've got Jennings on the wing ahead of Staines, but they'll probably pick Staines. Crichton, Targo, Tuo, Luai, Cleary, Leota, Slush, Linu, whichever way they want to go there. Coruscant, Fish, Kikau, Martin, Yo, Kenny, the other, either Linu or Liu, Eisenhuth and either a Scott Sorensen or maybe a Hopgood or someone like that. Sounds probably fair enough. Gumpy, where are Penrith at? 
Look, they're, they're the sa- I don't think they go backwards. I know they've lost a few blokes, but Capewell's really the only regular first grader that they've lost in looking at that, like they've lost Nade and Burton. But I think that they cover Burton reasonably well with Tago. Yeah. Um, Tago is a centre, Burton is they, not really a centre. So I would also, in terms of a regular first grader, by the end of the year, chuck Momorovsky into that as well. It, uh, I think yes. he was good defensively. Yeah. Oh, Momorovsky, sure, yeah. yeah. Look, my so you're, so oh, well, to me, just coming back to super coach thoughts, and we said it earlier, Targo, you think starting and you think so, uh, oh, first well, grade. I think center. you have to consider it. Now they've lost both centers, yeah. Yeah, I think that now, to with super coach centers being inconsistent scorers, I think that you know you're going to make some money off Targo as a center Absolutely. in in super coach. You make massive money um, out of he's him. He's a try scorer. He's a hard runner. He's a good defender. He's um, put on a little bit of a little bit of weight. Um, you know, being the age he is, you're going to. At the end in, of the day, if he has a couple of bad games and they push him back to the bench, he can come on and play back row. That's Luke. right. That's right. My, yeah. Look, my concern with Penrith winning the comp, and I still think they can, they're a really good chance. I think their game style is hard to replicate year after year. Absolutely. They've spent two years playing that game style. And that grind. And that yeah. grind and doing that. For how long can you do that? I know that defensive structures shouldn't really fall apart. They defend the same way. Absolutely. But it takes a toll. And look, in, you go through the finals games last year, there was a loss, then a, a win against Para that arguably, as Daggy said earlier, they, they probably should have lost. If, if Marnie plays their win, Correct. arguably should have won. The yeah. Melbourne game, Melbourne made a lot of errors and there was two points in that. They get to the grand final. It's... De- Debatable whether they were the better side in that game, so I guess that they that game style got them through four two point games in the finals. The year before was similar. Then they got to the grand final and sort of got blown away. It's two years of tough footy, and as Ollie said, they've won a comp. Do they strive for better, or are they happy with the same? Because probably the same ain't going to cut it mm. this year unless they change a few yeah. things. They do have the best player in the comp. They've got the best winger in the comp. They've probably got the best front rower in the comp in Fisher-Harris. They've got... Arguably the lock in and, the comp. And, and all of that kind of... So they, yeah. they, they've got all that. It's just Ivan Cleary may need to make a few changes in the way they're playing and possibly when they're playing bottom teams don't go into the grind so much you know you don't have to win every game except two in the season to finish yeah. top four if if you drop a couple because you play a different game style which they probably won't if they play the bottom teams don't anyway they will, yeah. you know yeah. they, so they seem quite determined not to because two years ago remember how excited we were probably two years ago when they let Luai off the leash and he ripped apart Canterbury and last year it didn't happen they were happy to beat Canterbury by Six and go, okay. You know what I think? But when you take... The thing about the grind is... um, And I was thinking when you you articulated so well, Gumby, is when you take bricks out of a wall, in which they have done, that becomes a tougher wall to maintain. Oh, absolutely. That makes sense. But But the foundation's there. Um, It's built on the pack, the way they defend, which will, I think, will get them through the season. And I think they'll finish minor premiers. I don't think they'll win the competition, yep. but I think they will consistently outgrind pretty much every other team in the competition. They do have the skills in that back line and their halves to be able to unleash and just 
put teams away by 30, 40, 50 and points. And their, draw, their if, draw is very good. Their draw is they very decide, good for um, I think Luai fell away a little bit because he was playing a bit of catch and pass to Burton because Burton was so good at centre. He wasn't running the ball. He wasn't trying to set... He, did, he knew he didn't have to set Burton up. All he had to give Burton was a one-on-one and Burton could get in and away and around well, whoever I think, was in front of him. I, I agree, Barney. If they can defend as well as they have, then they're in it up to their eyeballs because really... In the grand final last year, if Nathan Cleary doesn't play, they don't go close. Oh, like the kicking game, goodness. if he'd have put in 25 Mate. kicks, they all would have finished within three metres of the try line. It's a metre and a half, Or the, the sideline where they put them over the sideline. So, And you know what? It's not a fluke. You'll do it every week. And the kicking so, game is one of the biggest, as we said, as I said, foundations that you can build a football team on. If you can pin the opposition in their own corner and they have to do that hard work every time trying to get out of their corner, you can't spread it to a winger and get him no. to run down a sideline if they're sli- the defence is sliding across. And the six, They'll just shut it down every time. And the six kick's time. all right too. Like, Luai is... Yeah. is he's a, got a brilliant little grubber. He's, he's a reasonable his, yeah, absolutely. second kicker. Gumpy, what have I said for two years now? The death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, yeah and... If they, if they can, do it better than anyone. If they, hundred percent. If they can do that for another year, they'll win the comp. Yeah. If they can play the same way, there's only one. Te- I think if they play the same, there's only one team that'll beat them. There's only one team now, and we'll get to that. Yeah. I think they'll learn. I think the only reason I don't have them <laughs> winning the comp is that somebody will play touch football against them in the finals, and <laughs> I think they I think might get out with nothing to lose. Absolutely. You might get a hot. Uh, you might get a hot. Let's say, uh, manly. You might get a hot Manly or a hot Titans where all of a sudden... <laughs> yeah. all, I'm saying all of a sudden, all of a sudden Preston Campbell's the new Jared Haynes. They get a decent and roll up they go, the oh, middle and then just start yeah. throwing the ball left and right, yeah. left and right. And then, you know, I you think could um comes down to one bad defensive read on a, on a centre or a winger and, uh, you know, game could be over. I don't but, want to get too spoilery, but is the team we're possibly tipping to beat Penrith of the poultry persuasion? <laughs> They may be from uh, the suburbs of well, the east. Well, yes. out, of the t- out of the teams left, Ollie, I can't see any of the others. I was trying to think, because I know who these two are tipping, and the same team as me, and I've, well, I, I think I'm yet to get your premiership tip, and I don't think it's going to be those boys. All right, so. well, let's get to But I think Penrith's lost a little yeah. bit of depth. Um, they will be tested at times, but I think they will outgrind the majority of the competition, and they'll finish first at the end of the season, but I don't see them winning the competition at grand final time. All right, let's get to South. Gumpy, you may have that beer if you would so partake. No, I'm right. And uh, otherwise it. I will. That's fine. You drink it. Well done. Uh, we'll get to Souths, whose draw looks pretty comfy. Uh, they've got... They've got, uh, they've got a tough start. And tough, a tough start. Finish. they got a top four in its first four. Well, alleged top four. They've got Brisbane, Storm, Roosters, Panthers, and they have quite a comfy run through. And a tough finish. And so tough that'll either finish. prime them up for finals or... But it's a trial by fire because they're going to be blooding a, a whole new spine, essentially. Uh, they're going to start the year without Latrell for the first four four games. Three games, I think uh, Their gains have picked up Michael Cheekham, who could be one of those players that actually goes to another club and um, he's kicks He's back on. for the Roosters game, whatever that is. I think that's round three. I think he's three. suspended for three games, but the 
All-Stars game count, so he misses the first two okay. weeks. Uh, Havili from Canberra is a, is a very good pickup. Uh, Milford won't yep. be playing. He's going to jail. Yes. And uh, Isaiah Tess. Possibly. They've lost Burns, Cook, Dargan, Gay Guy, <laughs> Gardner, Lobadua, Margo, Benji's gone, Moga, Reynolds. Can I just Jay interrupt there and say, yeah, the jail team won't be too bad. <laughs> Go on. Ain't it fullback? You know what? <laughs> the, the, you know, the other day, a few others. Uh, Kamakamika. I know this is sacrilege. <laughs> But the, the other they day might go, they might make the eight. <laughs> it's the longest yeah. Watch out. The other day I was listening to a soccer podcast and they were talking about the soccer jail <laughs> starting team. eleven, jail starting eleven, and made me think. I was like, could you put an NRL team together here? Craig Field can uh, play halfback, so you're ready to go. Um, <laughs> no, he just got out. Could, could you put together? I want to give uh, a clean and squeaky when we get a sponsors. Um, so, <laughs> Souths, they're going to have, uh, it looks like, well, their best team is not on paper because they didn't write it down. <laughs> Good from me. All right, so no Latrell to start with, but obviously Latrell's fullback. Again, but to start with, it looks like uh, where are we? Here? Blake Taff, will play, will Blake play. Taff, Johnson, Paulo, Graham, Mansour, Walker, Ilias, Nichols, Cook, Totola, Colomatungi, Arrow, Murray, Silly, Host, Knight, and Burgess. Uh, they have Tane Milne floating around, who could be in there somewhere. Uh, Mamazoulos, Havili could all play on the bench as well. So. Look, they have not sold. Did I do the late gains and losses? I did, didn't I? Yes. So. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I did because I mentioned Cheekham. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. All right. Shut up. Gumpy, where, where is, uh, is South at? Uh, I am saying uh, Cliff, the uh, precipice has been reached. I agree. Still, why you don't keep Adam Reynolds is beyond me. I can't. Yes. I can't fathom. It makes that zero I sense. I can't to me. figure it out. <laughs> Local junior. I can't. Been there his entire Figure career. it out. Give him two years. One of the best, probably top three halfbacks in the in, game. In terms of that, I still think South will make the eight. I've got them around sixth, sixth, seventh. I think they're. I think that they'll be about as good as Cronulla and the Titans in looking at at the lineups. I think that Souths again, the Cody Walker and Latrell. Will probably oh annihilate some teams. Let's be honest. Will annihilate some but teams, and they've got to keep that that level of play up without Adam Reynolds. Yep. Does Adam Reynolds make Cody Walker a better player? Absolutely. In, in terms of so that that's going to be the proof of the pudding when Cody Walker's got to do a whole lot more in terms of setting other people up, like we know. His individual brilliance. I had to see his try in the grand final oh, to know yeah. what he brings to the table and Latrell, but I think they've got some deficiencies in, in other areas. You know, Gagai is probably still a bit of a loss for them. I know he's not; he's a better Origin player than he is a club player. I, I'd say those lines sort of got a little bit blurred in the past couple of years. As a compliment to him, I think he sort well, of last year he was, a bit yeah, he did club level. Play, I yeah, thought he so, was quite good in club level. So he's another year. loss, but they're, they're relying on blokes still now, and I know that they've had a good year, but your blokes like your Mark Nichols and those blokes like... How dare you? Mark Nichols like, is going to end up being a big loss, for, like genuinely. I know that... If we said that at the start of last year, it would sound stupid, but... 
You know what they've done is they've backed brilliance over substance, uh, which I don't begrudge, but um, they're going to lose games that they shouldn't lose this year because – and I, I, I'll, I just cannot get out of my head the game two years ago. was it last year? Where uh, Canterbury should have beaten them when they'd won a game a year and Walker and Mitchell just became complete nut jobs because all of a sudden a team that was supposed to be by 30 was putting it on them and didn't know where to go. And they did get out of jail at the end, but I can see it happening. Like they're gonna they're gonna destroy some teams. They're gonna like Latrell Mitchell is one of is a superstar. I, I absolutely cannot speak in highly enough of him. Of Cody Walker is, but you lose control, and when you lose control, you're gonna lose the wheel. Times when you need the wheel, you're and gonna who lose was the some guy grind. that gave them the control? Adam Reynolds, hundred percent. And now you're putting it all on Cam Murray to walk up to these blokes and go pull your head in your peanut. Uh, so there's pressure there. Damien Cook's been non-existent for probably 18 months now. So, uh, yeah, we can, you can... Oh, I, th- I think he's more been up and down, now. up and down. Latrell. Latrell, well, Latrell's a good kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're going to uh, they're gonna annihilate some teams by a lot, and some good teams by a lot, but they're going to drop games to some teams you just won't expect it because they'll fall in a heap and get angry at each other, yeah, and it just won't on. happen. And yeah. they're, they're now... Man, there's a lot on Camara now. Many, how many games... Do you think Wayne Bennett wins you as a coach? Like, you've got to put a value let, let, on let's it, Let's say right? four. So, let's say four. So say four. Let's say four. Right. Four to six. So, are they four games worse off with not I having think Wayne Bennett? I think they're I think four they're games. about eight games worse off without Reynolds. So, there so, you so Reynolds I'm saying four Bennett. plus four is eight. So, there you go. Yeah. So, if, they, if they're eight games worse off, they don't make the eight. I think they make the eight because there's some bad. But teams. I mean, if if hundred percent, if they are eight games worse, I'll off. probably win three of those games just because the opposition's correct. Trash. Yeah, but, but I think but then they'll lose two that they should win, to, and it'll be to like it'll be to it'll be to Newcastle, where <laughs> it'll be in a forward battle, and all of a sudden Ponga will score two tries, and they go oh, and then they'll lose their well, pumpkin. You think do they win a game during Origin? If no. Cody Walker and Latrell, well, Cody Walker will still probably play. Yeah, he, I think he definitely. But, I don't see him being as good. But you, but you lose Campbell Graham, you lose Cam Murray, so you lose your third. and Cook and Cook possibly. Cook. Nah, so they, so they're dro- they're now dropping four games. So they're dropping four plus four plus four. It's not a lot to add up. Well, that's what I mean. And let's they're come back a bit. Barn, be serious about this. What do you, what do you think? Those, but well, I think they're going to be competitive against the majority of teams, but they're going to struggle against the big boys like. Don't get it. Like any team that's in and around the top four, they they won't win those games, unless the trail had brains it and you know scores two and sets up two. They're going to lose the majority of those games. Um, the question now is around the number seven, um, Ilias. Does Taff end up there? I don't think so. Um, I don't think Taff is able to control the game the way um, I know Ilias. I think he's only played the one. Maybe two games, but he looked like he was a much cooler head than Taff, and has a a kicking game that will that they need because I I can't remember Taff ever kicking a ball that I've ever seen. I think um, Taff came through, and this is he was the six I, outside I, of it. I watched him through um, the juniors. I went and watched a couple of twenty nineteen the the Jersey Flag Grand Final the day they did the Sydney Grand Finals at Bank West, and he was five eighth for South Sydney. And it was yeah. great. I think he's purely been a 5'8 coming through. I don't yeah. think there's Ilias ever really been any game control. Yeah. I, and they've yeah. always been together. Have, I think they've just they have. come yeah. through they've together. They've always come through together. 
Ilias will probably be the rookie of the year, to be honest, just because of the position that he's in. Um, at demand, like if he plays average f- throughout the entire season as a starting seven, who else in the comp's gonna you know even if uh, 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 Campbell Sloan, uh, Campbell and Sloan's mm. eligible. A certain maybe, maybe a, a possible sexy boy. That's what I'm saying. Are they eligible? Yeah, Sexton's only played four games. So yeah, so isn't five. it three, though? Isn't it three? No, it's five. I thought it was five. Didn't it go sure from five, five to three? I don't know. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that when we decide to talk <laughs> about that. But, um, yeah, as I said, I think they're going to be competitive against the majority of teams, but they're going to get probably put away pretty easily by the top four. Um, the left side should still be lethal. I really would like to see Campbell Graham moved out to that left side. Um, he's had to play a bit part on the right side because he's such so good in defence, but I think he's got a lot Isn't to offer. is it common sense to move your New South Wales I think centre? he's got a lot to offer in attack, man. And Absolutely does. He just did, there was, there's 10 rounds every year he doesn't touch a ball. Just put a second rower in, there, in the centres and fucking make him tackle. You know, yeah. That's basically all they've done G-Cam. with Campbell Graham for however G-Cam. long. Put Campbell Graham out there, let him... Run that left side with Latrell and the rest, then Johnson and Walker, and the, the, that'll win them half their games. But I've, I, th- I think they're going to slide, and I've got them finishing seventh at the end of the year. I think their windows closed with mm, Reynolds absolutely. and Bennett gone. I think last year was they'd thrown their eggs into one basket and didn't quite pull it off. I can't imagine that Bennett would have been in charge of their retention. I reckon they would have put Demetrio in charge, and he's messed up. Because yeah, if, if Bennett, so. Bennett would have just gone, no, leave me out. That's one of the worst. Because would, he wouldn't have left the, the team in his state. I feel like, trade. though, he's really? not going to play, but Milford would be a very Bennett <laughs> signing. I don't know. You've never seen Bennett walk out and blow up a club. I should not have said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, You're right. I think Bennett's plan was Reynolds to the Dolphins, to be honest. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good chance. Ollie, Ollie you've got the floor. To quote the uh, the great Brian Alvarez, I think South Sydney are going to finish fourth because everyone else is a geek and <laughs> South Sydney suck, but so does everyone else. <laughs> they don't have a halfback, but I think most of the rest of their side is relatively the same. It's funny, you guys bring up how South Sydney are probably still going to flog a lot of teams. Uh, that was the same sentiment we came into 2021 with and they still finished top four. I think I've still got them fourth. I'd argue... Maybe Manly could push them there, but with the way I've got the ladder set up, but I think they still finish fourth. I think I'm tipping Latrell Mitchell for the Dalian medal, and that's a lot of. I think he's going to carry them some games and just absolutely flog some teams. A negative for South Sydney is though. I think a lot of what slow down, Ollie, take a breath. I think a lot of what Cody Walker was able to do in 2021 was off the back of Adam Reynolds allowing him to do it because Cody Walker is not a game controlling half, and he's going to have to take on a lot of that this year, so he's not going to be as good. I think Latrell sort of ends up running running the show. Not well, I hope they find someone who can kick because well, Cody Walker it, can't it, kick. It's not. It's not. Over- Latrell will be booting them out. Latrell will be <laughs> doing the. Latrell be doing a Jared Hayne kicking. Just bobbing like it from yeah. his, uh, his half. It's yeah. it, it's not going to be too dissimilar in a way to Kalen Pong at Newcastle, except. Latrell Mitchell's team is a lot better, and therefore no, Latrell will end up a lot better. He's going to be well and truly in control of that team. What about Barn? I've been if, seeing if, that photo all bloody night. Anyway, if, if, da- if Damien Cook can bring anything for a quarter of the games, he's going to be great. Um, the Ford pack's still solid. They've still got Mark Nichols for another year, who, as much as we, lo- we love to make him the cult hero, genuinely did have a really good year he for South Sydney last yeah, season. Cam Murray, if he continues, I still think they will make. They're not a top four side, but they'll finish fourth purely because everyone else sucks except for Melbourne. Penrith and spoiler alert, the, the Roosters they're not better than them but I think they still can be better than everyone else I just want to put one thing out there with South and they 
my 16th favourite team in terms of that. <laughs> I think 2021, halfway through the season, where would you have put Souths? And I think that showed their vulnerability. About, mm. Ninth, at, at, at that point in time, yeah. they come good in the second half of the year. But I think if they showed that for the first half of the year, I don't know that they've got they're not going to get back. Adam Reynolds yeah. and Wayne Bennett to get them back to where they need to be to be a contender. And I think that showed some vulnerability in in the South team. I've got some real question marks over yeah, some of the forwards as well. Oh, who you got? Who you got up there? Oh yeah, so you call them a tongue. He's a big, a big year for. Uh, they've lost Sua. Some vulnerabilities they've... in the forwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've still got Burgess. The bench and, or the start? Yeah, the the, yeah. the bench. When every time you watch South, and every time 14, 15, 16 and seventeen come yeah. on, there are errors. Yeah, all the time there are errors. Cameron Murray don't. He needs to play 80 minutes. They took him Absolutely off last year for games. He's yeah. got to play the 80 minutes. There were a lot of games last year where 25 minutes of the game, Cameron Murray yeah, yeah. wasn't on the field. Yeah. So I think that they've they've got it. I think there's some vulnerabilities with the bench. I think um, Demetrio's signed his, you know, put his flag in the ground with Murray being named captain. I don't think you'll see Murray no. being taken off. No, there's no way. There's no way, and he shouldn't be, and he no. probably shouldn't have been last year. He's one of the, my favourite players in the game. To Same be honest, with me, with Cameron Murray, he's oh, star, an absolute absolute gun. star of the game. And let's get to the next uh, bunch of stars. We talk. Do we talk about the draw? They got a good draw. Uh, Nine games against the top six. And yeah, yeah, we did. Bottom, yeah, tough start, tough finish, but pretty good. Middle. Pretty good. There we get to the dragons. Pretty good, pretty good. I um, forgot this team existed. I was getting ready to get excited <laughs> about the Roosters, to be honest. Oh. Uh, the Dragons have lost Jared Beale, Eddie Blacker, Billy Britton, Adam Clune, Dufty Ellis, Lomax, not the not the, um, the other Lomax, the one, the Aiden Aiden Lomax. Yeah. McGuinness, Marin, Norman Pereira, Sony Esu, Vaughan and Willami. Talk about some dead wood. Fuck. And they've gained George Burgess, uh, <laughs> Go to Sleepski. Uh, <laughs> Go to Mocha, Molo, uh, Ufu, Sua, <laughs> Suli, and Aaron Woods. Uh, and every side, Fulmiano. Oh, that's one of the best things you've ever done. Go to Sleepski. <laughs> Sleepski. This show might be making some people do that. Let's talk about the Dragons. Their best 17 might look like Sloan, Ramsey, Bird, Lomax, Ravalawa, Amone, Hunt, Woods, McCulloch, Burgess, Sims, Sua. Uh, DeBellin by Alvaro just for Oli uh, Gazowski oh. <laughs> and uh, and whoever else I'm to throw in there. I hope Sloan aside, gets the one for the entire fucking season and because if a, they don't, it's um, madness. Hook's got fucking rocks in his head, and uh, and there's some fainize in there and that sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> Barney, yeah, take it away with the with the dragons. Oh, the, the where the dragons finish this year is completely dependent on their coach. If Hook does not play these young kids, if he doesn't have the fee guys, the Amones, Sloan in this team for the majority of the season, they will finish closer to last than they'll finish to the top eight. I expect that he's... He does have that dirty old boys feel, doesn't he? <laughs> he does a little bit. And if he wants to do that in the forwards, I'm happy for him to do that in the forwards because he's got some pretty tough and robust forwards there that will do a job that will get them close enough. But if... The, if he doesn't play these young kids, they will 
run in the bottom four, but I expect that he will play. Sloan has to be locked in at one. Uh, Amone at six. Um, Sullivan, I'm expecting to probably play at hooker. Mm. And then your fee guys out in the centres. And if you can put those guys on the field for the majority of the season, I think you'll see a quite a big... Quite a better performance out of this Dragons team than what you saw yeah. last year, and I've got them finishing eleventh. Eleventh, yeah, I've got exact same. I think with the Dragons, well, if you look within two to three years, if they play their cards right, and I pretty much agree with everything you've said about the young guys, if they play the cards right, bring them in, they're going to be a consistent top eight team in a couple of years with these young guys coming through. But we saw last year for whatever reason, Hook has just not been playing them as much as he should be if it's preferring the old guys that he used to coach at Brisbane or whatever. The Dragons are a team I can realistically see finishing 15th. They're a team I can realistically see finishing 10th, depending on who Hook picks to play in the team each week. They're a team with a lot of potential, but they're also a team with a fair bit of baggage as well. It's weird. It's sort of half and half. They're teetering here. I've got So I do have them 11th. I've got them sort of halfway there, but I feel I think... Did they finish 11th or 12th last year? Anyway, they finished sort of around there. I feel like they'll have a similar finish to 2021, but we'll see them in a much more positive light if these young boys play because I don't think they're a top eight team even with them. But if we see that progression and we see that potential, we think, okay, there's an actual plan at this club and they realistically could make the eight within a couple of years. They're sort of going to be a team that's going to be running around that mediocre sort of area. Taking wins and losses. Taking wins and losses. They'll they'll probably beat a team maybe like Cronulla once or like Parramatta or the Titans or whoever and get a surprising big win, but that's probably their ceiling there. But they could also be a team who loses to a Cowboys, right? Or Newcastle. It sort of depends on how it happens. I am looking forward to seeing the Dragons progress over the next two to three years, as I said, but for this year in particular, I'm concerned. They, they just remind me of... What they remind me of, actually, is the uh, senior Greek teams we've played in the last few years. Where you find a couple of young guns and just throw them against a bunch of the old blokes that should be much better suited to not playing cricket. But um, they... I, I, I am not as optimistic as you. I think they finish lower. I think they finish 14th, 15th. I They've picked up a bunch of nothing. They're going to throw... Unless these young kids are really good, which I hope they are, they're going to... Whack around and get beaten up and be happy to have a beer after the game, and that'll be them. Um, how do you how do you put faith in a any any more in God bless them, in Byer or Woods or a, any of those sort of blokes? I think they're just going to potter around and hopefully bring on um, for because I believe they've got a really really red hot underage team. Is that right? Yeah, well, that, yeah. with these juniors coming yeah. through, yeah, Look. yeah. So they're going to this is a placeholder season for them to be better two years down the road. Yeah. Did you have? Moses Suley in their top 17. Uh, and, uh, did I? No, I didn't, but he should be. Yeah, he should. Definitely. In, 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 my, look, I think they'll be bottom four, Daggy. I'm with you. I think that the kids are good, but they'll need some time. If they if they play them, it's just a lot to put in one season. I think you yeah. can get away with one or two. But if there's four or five, well, I think yeah. that it, it, I agree with Ollie that's looking towards the future, which is probably what they have to do. They've lost Deadwood, but they haven't gained anything either in terms of that. Like you went through the losses and Barney sort of saying Deadwood, they've lost Deadwood. Yeah. But yeah. my biggest problem with the Dragons is they've got no size. They're small. They'll be yeah. the smallest team 
in in the competition and the kids they're bringing in and even like are, uh, they're, they're small and Sloan, even you, even Amone, Sullivan but even you even your sewers and Debellin aren't big they're not big they're not big Debellin like Josh Kerr and that they, like they've got a few blokes with some size Sims and, and Maguire and those blokes if they play and the they, cuddly they, teddy bear the, the big teddy that's bear that's what I mean so they're <laughs> not they don't have any size and they bring someone like like Woods in, so does he play Woods and Maguire yes, and, and those players yeah, yeah, absolutely that will. you've probably got to play? I'm yeah. tipping he start. I, he he will start every old bloke Woods he's got Maguire. to start yeah. with. In, yeah. in terms of that, which I can't see him being out of the bottom four. The kids are good. He's spoken to teams on the wing. Time. Well, that's what I mean. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Ravalawa. Like, in in terms of that, I just yes the the size their size concerns me. Fair enough. And go forward and and. Where where's that coming from? Where's Ben Hunt getting a chance to play off some dominance in the forwards? And I just don't think they're going to get it. And then it's going to be the old oh well Ben Hunt's shit, and we're overpaying a bloke. And you know I'm not his biggest fan, but I don't know that he deserves the criticism. He, he, that over, last year, no he way. overperformed in, last in year in terms of that. And I think if they're getting dominated in the forwards, how's Ben Hunt supposed to really do anything? He's going to have a rookie five eight outside him, probably in looking uh, at their thing. I think it'll be by at do, the start. Do, 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 you know what? Personally, I would put Jack Bird at six. Yeah, I would to too. start the season. I would put Jack Bird at six, Low Max in the centres with one of the Fee Guy boys no. in the centres, and you've got at least you've got Jack Jack Bird there, rugged, tough, defend. He's played five eight at a high level, and his last so, year was probably his best year. So I would probably play yeah. Jack Bird. I wouldn't be protecting him in the centres anymore. Saying he's injury prone, he's had a year. If he's he gets injured, prone, he gets so injured. Be it. Yeah. That's right. Well, they've Look, got options now as well, right? With right. Sullivan and yeah. Embi. So I think that I think that they've probably got to start with Bird at six to have any chance moving forward to win. Six games. or seven games. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement that we're all um, looking at. Yeah, they they'll be they'll struggle to finish in higher than fourteenth. I think um, if Anthony Griffin continues to play the old boys over the young boys, I'm going to start calling him Vince McMahon because he values older talent over younger talent. He does, I agree. But, um, <laughs> but um, I, I love that you've got a Vince McMahon and a Brian Alvarez <laughs> reference into this podcast so far. But let's get to the last two premiership contenders. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, <laughs> Sydney Roosters, they're getting $4.5 million worth of salary cap this year. And now we can all be happy. They've lost some talent, though. They've lost Dude. Copley, Friend, Ikevalu, Liu, Morris and Morris, which, yeah, fair enough. And they're still two. better than everyone They've else. They've picked Cordner up a Tony. And, yeah. oh, and Corden and Friend, they're not on that list, but yes, they have both gone as well, which is fair. They've picked up a Tony, Momorowski, Naguama, Volkman and Connor Watson. Volkman? Sounds like a wrestler. Volkman. Volta. Ronald Volkman. You tagged him with Volta. Volta. <laughs> anyway, let's get to... And, uh, yeah, they've got all the players back who were injured last year. Well, who wants to... It's much... We've been spruiking all night. Who, who wants Salivate first crack? Go on, Ollie. I love a little bit of chalk. Mm. If the Roosters lose half the players that they lost <laughs> last year through to injury, hypothetically, I'm still tipping them to win the comp. 
the competition sucks so much. They are the only team that has actively improved, not only because of their signings. I think they've made some savvy signings, but because of purely because of the players they have coming back through injury. I think in our bowl prediction show, I'm not sure if you're sticking with it, do you still have Luke Keery winning the Dal- uh, Dalian medal? I do. And you know what? Luke Keery on his day, I'll still say it. I know he's had issues. He's my super coach halfback. I, I know. Oh, he's, easy. Pick I, know, too, I, know he's stu- I know he's had issues with injury throughout the years, and he had that one bad game with New South Wales, and they dropped him straight away. At his peak, Luke Keery is better than any other half. Not half, sorry, because Nathan Cleary exists. Any other 5'8 in the competition, I include Cameron Munster. I had an absolute I include dog Cody shit Walker. game in 2016 when they played the Sharks, and I bagged was, him was that one game? from was, the sideline. Was that one wow. game? <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you remember that. 2016. <laughs> At his, and I will die I on there. that sword. I loved it. Every year, I still put Luke Keary up there with the best of them, and unfortunately, injuries only let him down. But if he can get anywhere near his peak again in 2022, he may well win the Dalian medal. He'll be up there. He is... Not more, but just as important to the Roosters' side as James Tedesco. I think when he got injured in round three against the Rabbitohs, that's when we all sort of went, okay, we're sort of putting a line through the Roosters realistically to win the comp. And I think that says levels about how good Kiri is because he still had your Tedescos in that side. Joe Rory Hargreaves had a really good 2021 as well. I'm looking forward to seeing Siwa Taukeaho come back from yeah, a bit of an injury. He carried injury the yeah, whole year last. Bit of an injury plague season. Lindsay Victor Collins. Radley, if he can play a whole year, Lindsay Collins. Okay, let me let me read injury. this. All give me give me this. All these players are coming back from injury, and I'm out. so excited. Teddy Tupo. I've got Momorowski and Manu in the centres, but there's also Suwali floating around. Suwali in the wing. Uh, Kiri Walker. Takiaho, Verrills, who's suspended for the first round. Collins, Tupanua, Crichton, Radley, Watson, uh, and you got the Butchers and Bakers and Candlestick Makers on the bench, <laughs> as well as uh, Jared Wira Hargraves, who'll probably play off the bench once they're all back, which is a yes. very scary thought. Um, what a team. All I'll How say. hard to go past it. Oh, sorry, you said Well, well just to finish off, all I can really say is because so many teams suck, all the Roosters have to do is beat Melbourne, who I'd tip them to beat on paper, beat Penrith, who I'd tip them to beat on paper in a combination of a prelim final and a grand final, and they've won the comp. That's all they need to do. And I think they're going to do it. For them to get so far as they did last year, or as far as they did last year, was incredible, uh, and just a testament to how good James Tesco is, which we all said. We waxed we all said about, about how, how good Teddy, they went yeah. under the injury cloud. They're, they're, they've they now got under. the cavalry back. This is a year they, they're... Hopefully, fresh, firing, ready to go. First in the field, they're gonna, they'll be very hard to beat to win their comp. The window so is wrong, fucking cop. open. The window is very good. <laughs> Robo has the window ever closed? with a frame, and uh, very good. I'm looking forward to seeing him come back. And and they've actually learnt a little more respect just how well they went last year. So, in a little bit, in a bad way to say they deserve it. Uh, some some question marks cover people like Tupanua's uh, and a few other the centers every sign. But um, they're ready to go. They're my favourites to win the comp, and I'm not going to say much and more. Gum. Day, if he's having a bad day, then you, your butchers and your bakers come in, and mm. Tupanua comes off. So, yeah, uh, Gumpy. Oh, top four. I'd, I'd probably have them. They, they'll first or second in the. I I won't tip them to win the comp. The Roosters. I Melbourne. From what well, you were saying before, I, I just based off what you were saying, you said gun to your head. Keep, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, the spoilers. Keep the spoilers. Well, look, I, I, I think the same two teams will probably play the grand final moving forward than played mm-hmm. it last year. Is is my view. I I agree with everything you've said. 
with the Roosters. Again, I think they've got Wairia Hargreaves and and the Taukiaho year older. The hooker, I'm not 100% sold on either. Mm-hmm. Obviously, neither of, are they of, because they went and got a better of, one. Of Verrills, Sam Walker, jury's out for me. That, do, you, do you tip... Do you tip Roosters to win a cop next year? Once you throw cheese in? Yes. That, that's there, yeah. yeah. I would say then. And, look, they could win it. For me, the jury's out with Sam Walker. I, Kiri could only for, make him better if he's, he's on the field, surely. I, I've got I'm a feeling that Roosters start $3.50 favourites to win a cop next year. I'm concerned I think they're gonna be so with Sam Walker's size. I just think defensively he's a massive... Liability Absolutely. in yep. terms of that, and he's got to be protected in defence, and they can probably get away with doing that. You have Lindsay Collins on one side and probably Radley on the other side. Correct. I would imagine. So it's probably not going to matter too much. And look, <laughs> you might well be right. They're just, and what they did last year again, does that take? a bit of fire out of them. Like, has it taken a toll on blokes that played the full season? All of a sudden, Tudesco, two, all of a sudden you lose Tupanua for the year. Like, so, um, yeah. You know, Tedesco gets it or whatever. Year and that could happen to yeah, any team. Absolutely. But, yeah, I, look, they'll top two in the minor premiership, but I don't have them winning the comp. Everyone, and everyone loves the turbo throw around, but really, if you're being legit, if Roosters lost Teddy yeah. for the year, can't win the comp. I am still of the opinion that James Tedesco, in terms of consistently performing at that high level, and he's obviously Travojevic hasn't been able to because he's been injured. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's better, But yeah. James Tedesco consistently for, let's say, the past half decade has been the best player in the NRL. Better than Cleary and Travojevic, Close I'll say that, it. for yeah. me. And that said, they would have Joey Manu back there, who's not... <laughs> top not, 10. But he's, he's top 10. And... Um, <laughs> I can't wait until the Roosters versus the Cowboys this year. Van? <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm really, I think Suwali will end up in the centres and he'll be one of the best centres in the competition. Um, I'm with everything both of you guys have said. Uh, they've got 10 games against the top six from last year, so it's one of the tougher draws, but I can't see them losing to anybody outside of the top four. Uh, for the entire season, there might be one hiccup here and there, um, but realistically, I think they finish second. Um, I just don't think they they've got the same sort of grind that Penrith do to put them week in week out, consistently winning games. They might lose one or two here by two two points, four points here and there, but when it's all on the line, I think they've got the the upside in their attack is. Ridiculous! Like they, they can just they could put on twelve, eighteen, twenty points in the space of ten, fifteen minutes, and it's not all down to someone like Tommy. You've got your Kiris, you've got your Radley with some ball playing out the back. You've got Suwali. You've got. Uh, I can't see how they don't win the competition. To be right, honest, mm, you yeah. got a Lindsay Collins coming back. They've got some really big bodies in the, the only middle. Thing they are, like, God bless Sam Verrells. The only thing they are missing is a top Who's grade hooker. hooker. Yeah, absolutely. And when they get him next year, that is year, a question it's... with the number nine. But I still honestly expect them to finish second, and I think they'll win the competition. Do we need to say much more about the Roosters? Can't wait to see them play. 
We've gone a very rooster, like. pro rooster. But um, Connor all Watson good. in 14 as well. Just he's oh, going to add points. that spark. It, like you know, if, there's if, another eight points. If they're struggling yeah. a little bit and um, Sam Walker's missing tackles everywhere, Connor Watson doesn't miss a lot of tackles. You take Sam Walker out, also push plays to seven. Also plays 40 minutes. Push Connor, Connor Watson into six. Also plays hooker, or Radley goes into hooker for a bit. But I don't yeah. know how they do it though because their SG ball team. The under-19s have got 10 players in that team that trained with their top 30 in the preseason. Wow. So, with no local juniors... All from Western Sydney? With no local juniors, they've got 10. So, if you could bet on SG Ball, you'd be all over them to win the SG They must have the best scouts. Well, but you know what? If you get a choice to live at Bondi... (laughs) <laughs> or live at Penrith, where are you going to live? No, but in general, like, you don't just move to Bondi. Someone has to come and tell you to come play for the Roosters SG yeah, ball but, team. But but if you've got six oh, clubs... I'm not saying, yeah. If you've got six it's like clubs when, it's looking like, for you... Go back two years ago when everyone was saying Jared was going to play for Penrith. And everyone's like... The people actually thought about, like, the question serious. is 15 or 20 grand... Well, they got to the Bondi and, or yeah, live in Penrith. And drive a, <laughs> one of Dr. Nick's cars. Like, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> BMW C3 oh, class or whatever well, the fuck it is. I think we're all, I think we're all in agreement there. <laughs> the West Tigers, they finished, what, 14th last year? Yes. You're selling yourself short, 13th. 13th last year. They've picked up uh, Jackson Hastings, Guildhart, just Tyron Peachy Tyron to have picked Peach. up Coach B. So yes. Guildhart, Hastings... Uh, Peachy, Sakura, Tumeth, Tupo, and O'Kane. They've lost Cheekham. Toa. What? Stafford Toa. And Stafford Toa, yeah, true. They've lost Russell Packer, apparently, who retired like four years ago, I thought. Billy Walters went to Brisbane and by uh, BJ and Cheekham. As mentioned, the Tigers, eh? Who wants to take this first? Uh, it's only fair. Oh, after this, Joe. All right. Uh, <laughs> 17. La- Laurie, Nofa, Guildhart, Talao, Mamalo, Dewey, Hastings, off of, uh, oh, Olex, Olex, yeah, Stefano, Little, Tamau, Lelua, Ghana, Peachy. The bench would have Brooks, Joffa, Safarth, and uh, I suppose you've got to put um, the other fella who I just brushed. I can't even his name. <laughs> uh, and also Sean Bloor, who's injured. Which is very sad. Um, I'm it's a weird season for the Tigers. So I am quite optimistic. I, I think that Jason Hastings is going to bring a lock to the side. Uh, the one thing Tigers have lacked is leadership. Um, I could be very wrong, but he will. It seems like he's going to bring a lot of leadership and seems to be the talk around the town. Uh, there was plenty of games last year they lost by uh, two, four, six, eight points. That someone who could actually lead them would have got them home in. I think the transition will happen towards that. I'm hoping that's the case. By the time Adam Dewey's back, we're in the game. The draw is very good. They've got a fantastic draw, actually. Probably one of the best draws going around. Uh, young Ford pack going well. Seems to be a lot of cold water poured on Guildhart lately, from what I've read, Ollie. But, you know, that's typical shitbags media. Um, they'll be fine. Do I want to back him to make top eight? Not really. Would I be happy if they finish eighth or ninth? Yes. And that's my... Result on the Tigers this year, Ollie. 
I mean, you bring up Oliver Gildart straight away. I can talk him up as much as I want because I like him and he's been amazing in Super League, but there's only one way to prove himself, isn't there? And I, he's going to be given the opportunity because based on what he's done in Super League, I genuinely think he's better than any other centre, if you're not talking about Peachy, if you count him as a 14, any other centre at the Tigers, and he deserves his chance. And as a Peachy is there just in case he doesn't adapt to first graders well as the Tigers are expecting him to. Jackson Hastings, Feels I like think. Peachy's going to play 13. Yeah, well, I think as well if he plays 14 and starts coming on consistently, he'll mainly be playing lock. And I think with Hastings, he can be a little bit more confident in just because he, he sort of knows the NRL a bit more. And he was literally consistently the best player in Super League for three years. And I think if you're the best player in that competition, you're at least a solid NRL player. So, and it, it, it's just the Tigers needed a change. Since 2014, Luke Brooks has consistently been playing at halfback for the Tigers and consistently been in control of the side. It's... It's not necessarily anything against Luke Brooks, but something just has to change. Something but just, just has to change. It's by his own admission there. he doesn't like leading the side. Yeah, and that's it. Well, we're seeing stuff. I even reported on it the other day that um he's really been enjoyed enjoying training with Jackson Hastings and because I'd assume Nofaluma Hastings said, has been calling the play. Well, apparently Nofaluma said that um Luke Brooks has been given the freedom to call more plays and stuff like that, which. I don't understand as much because I think Hastings has to be the halfback and Brooks plays 5-8 and then when Dewey comes back, unless he is really playing well, I think Dewey takes the 5-8 spot off him. I'm a bit worried, being the Tigers, that they put him into the centres and keep Brooks there at 5-8 for a while. If they're winning, that... If, if they're, they're winning, winning yeah, it's no, fine. But even, if they're, even if they're not, I feel like it could be a bit of a target. I, I, think, it's well. I think the thing is, it's like when your halves cop the bad rap, if you're winning, the halves have to be given the good rap. So yeah. if they are winning, you put yeah. Dewey in the centres, everyone goes, how good Dewey's back? Yeah, I think so. But I I think Dewey's a better player than Luke Brooks. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. I think the forward pack's still promising and solid. There's not too much you have to change there. Um, I think Tamo's got to start coming off the bench now, though, and make way for uh, Stefano, who I think well and truly deserves to be starting at the Tigers now. Luke Garner will probably go to Manly next year because he misses Josh Alloway or something, but um, that's fine because Pavli, he's coming in, yeah. possibly during this season. I've still got the Tigers 13th, though. It's... It's not necessarily, and there'll be a huge deal made out of it because they're a Sydney-based club and they are the Tigers, but I feel like they're still could be... And has to have something to talk about. <laughs> I feel like, it's sort of like the Dragons. I think the Tigers will probably finish around the same as they did last year, but it'll, there'll be more positives. That there, are, there will actually be a plan to sort of build to something. Will there be enough positives for Magic? No, well, that's what I said. If they finish 13th, Magic's getting the sack, like, yeah. unless there's actual improvement, but... With the next coach that comes in, there is sort of like a visible build to something. If Hast- Unless Hastings has a terrible season, which I don't think he does, you've got that hope there for years to come. A halfback to build around, which the Tigers realistically haven't had for years now. Gumpy, give first, us some... Uh, put some uh, First coach some to go, Maguire. You reckon gone? Bottom four, yeah. Tigers. I don't agree with Ollie. I don't think there'll be many positives. I don't. I think they're culturally a mess. You only had to watch the the documentary last year to see that they were a mess. I would have expected to see a lot more in a documentary about telling blokes 
how to play or, or whatever in terms of, of, oh, let's do this for the whoever or whatever that they were getting. Um, I don't know whether there were some edits, but if they've edited it, they haven't edited it to make the coach <laughs> in a very good light, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. There's Where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't... Look, proof will be in the pudding for Jackson Hastings. He had a bit of a go here and didn't really... Wasn't really too popular at, at either club he was at. I don't think he was a horrible player, though. A, a lot of it at Manly, it was pretty much all behind the scenes. Oh, look, like, I, I don't think at he... both was, clubs are behind I the scenes. The problem is... I don't know. think he was a horrible... He's a horrible player yeah. either, but he's the common denominator at both clubs when he was here. He's gone to the Super League, which is, look, let's face it, a reserve-grade competition out here. It's our reserve-grade... Our reserve-grade teams would beat... Seventy. We talk about. We've said how stinky our comp is. Well, geez, he's coming from a comp. Look at Blakes that go over there and and make a good career out of, of playing and earning a lot of money. I want to see Jackson Hastings put some consistency together. I know that they have to go in a different direction with Luke Brooks not working. I hope Jackson Hastings works. I hope Oliver Gildart works. All of those types of things potentially. They've got a really good team. Like, if you look at the names again, and a lot of those guys would make other teams when you do your comparisons and whatnot, but I think, yeah, I yeah, I can't see them finishing any higher. Like, I don't know that they're a better team than any team I've put around that, that fringe eight. I don't know they're better than the Broncos or the Dragons or no. the Bulldogs or those. I don't. I think they're on par. With all of those teams, so to say, bottom four, they might finish tenth, <laughs> they might finish sixteenth. They're in that echelon of there teams where a... I think that they'll beat the teams that are around them, and they won't beat the teams that that are above them. Yeah, there's a really good article actually, uh, which I shared with you guys, and I forget who posted it. Uh, rugby league, it wasn't rugby league. White, uh, rugby league writers reshared it, but there was another one. Uh, just about how bad they can. Tigers conceded the most points from advantage p- field position all year last year, which puts in perspective how bad they were. Barney, what do you make of them? Oh, absolutely everything. I'm with Gump on everything he said, to be honest. Um, I don't think their forward pack is good enough to be able to dominate the majority of teams in this competition. Um, Tama, who's on his last legs. Um, Stefano is the shining light for this team, and they need to build a team around... St- they need to build a pack around Stefano, and they need to find a seven and a six, and the the question marks are all up up in the air. Um, Hastings, I assume, will be an average halfback. Um, I don't think he'll be the greatest halfback going around, and I don't think he'll be the worst. But I think he'll get them into the positions that they need to be. Dewey also is a shining light for the Tigers. Um, Dewey and Stefano are Ukatamano. They're they're the two guys that this club needs to pull aside and go, look, I want you to be our captain. I want you to be our forward leader. And in five years from now, we can win a competition. I'm going to put all the pieces around you. What what do you need? What, What do you want? all the rest of that stuff. Um, you don't have a nine. Um, and I think that's been blatantly... Appy's coming. Appy's coming. Yes. And that's been blatantly the Tigers, exposed. The Tigers, and you're a Tigers fan, Daggy, and you know as 
well as anybody. Is he? They're oh. a slow. They're a slow burn, but they've been a slow burn. Fifteen years for, for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. How much longer? How much more patience of of oh, they, people look, got yeah. with it being a slow burn? Like Appy's coming and this person's coming and and Papalui's coming and and all 100%. those types like, of remember, remember when Adam Blair signed and remember when uh, all these folks one hundred percent should have won the comp in twenty ten. I think he's to be a better team. Tw- I think he's will have a lot more points in you this year than what. You how had important in is Tyrone Peachy to this team? Is. Yeah, absolutely. I think he will. Ignite this team at different points during the season. He'll probably give you two or three wins during the year where he comes he on him. and yeah. just bounces in and around the ruck at between nine and six and seven and just adds that little bit of spark and puts puts guys in holes, which you haven't had for a long time. Um, Couldn't get a better replacement for Moses and but I'd say. your mm. defense is. Deplorable. Um, it's up there with some of the worst defence out of the entire competition. And that seems to be the structure that they're working on. Is that Jackson Hayes is a fantastic defensive half seven, yeah, and then they're and they're building Absolutely. wide from that, and, and they've got Kalis in. The, the problem yeah. is outside your yeah. second rowers. It's your centres and it's your wingers, and yeah. there was way too many points scored down both edges in in the Tigers last year. I and I can't the, I see think it the most. Being, I think the most in the comp was. I can't well, see it being much better this year. I've got the Tigers finishing thirteenth. What I go back to also with the Tigers is I think that I saw the worst performance by a football team that I've seen probably in 30 years in the last round. Whatever in the was. last round last year when the Bulldogs beat them 36-0. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that was absolutely shambolic. Yeah. It was embarrassing. And I know that that's the last that? game of the yeah. year. And But, but if, if you have ever wanted a team to play for a coach that was going to be sacked... Correct. And that's and where I think how do you then still, come back and well, say there are still problems? Yeah, how like, do you come back and be that's my and play for the same coach? If the any, Tigers are waiting for Dewey to come back. Yeah, but it's ten rounds in. Exactly. So, so you've got they do have a, a, a they do have pretty close to the best draw in the comp. yes they do. So talk them up, get amongst <laughs> it. Come on, big fella. Um, look, I, I just want to be optimistic about <laughs> first draw on the comp. You're going to finish bottom four. Who, who do they play round one? Storm. Well, you. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm telling you, Storm have never lost round one. They're ripe for the picking this and year, and they're missing. <laughs> eight. Storm are missing eight. Storm missing eight players. They're missing. They're. They've yeah, got they five million in their players. salary cap out round one. Yeah, uh, and they got the Knights. They'll still win by forty. And then they got the Knights, the Warriors, so they can be. Yeah, we're gonna know. We're, we're Remember gonna know. when they put fifty on the Tigers in the early. first half last year? Can I just feel that was actually worse than the Bulldogs game? Yeah. Sorry, Ollie, you've, you've brought up another yeah. game where it was fifty nil at halftime. Yeah, and it looks. It je- oh, the projection was it was going to be an all-time record score, hundred twenty-six to nil. And, 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 and then God love Melbourne. They just wanted to dial it back a bit. They took keys off, I think. No, I, I, I am qu- I'm just optimistic in, in what Hastings bring defence uh, and a bit of structure because I've said they need leadership for a long time. Absolutely. Not having Dewey is a massive blow because he had both, I feel like, Brooks would be at the Knights. We need a hooker because yes. both of them are just very average. Uh, Laurie being fit, uh, and there's enough in that back row where there's something, but I'm still not quite sure, yeah, like, I'm I think Zach Sini's a big loss for his... Oh, he clearly is. Yeah. Well, Where's he gone? He signed with Newtown. He's not signed with Cronulla. He Glenmore signed, Park. He's trained he's signed with Newtown. He's gone well. He's trained so, and trialled with the Sharks, he was. So, uh, and yeah, he's, he's gone on to sign with Newtown. He obviously Newtown. didn't trial that well. No. 
And there's some, <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, there's if you had to sign with a reserve grade side, at least like a traditional club that you'll be playing at Henson Park every couple what, of years. What, Norths? Norths or uh, Newtown, at least there's that history there. Has there been a bigger fall from grace in a two-tried debut to yeah. more Park? Not picked next week. Uh, yeah. um, Good. And there's a bit of bits and pieces around your safe ass and Musgroves, but realistically, optimistically, I hope they... F- if they finish ninth, I'll probably take it. Absolutely. So, if they finish uh, any higher than 10th, you'd be Yeah, 100%. Doing we've, uh, we've muffed on a lot now, and we're four hours deep, so let's get into some final words. Uh, yes, let's get into... Uh, a few questions I was going to throw at you boys to see what you thought. Uh, let's start with the buy of the year, Ollie. Buy of the year will be Cameron McInnes. Adam, Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds. I'm saying Adam Reynolds, uh, and with my Tigers hat on, Jackson Hastings. Uh, um, <laughs> the second year syndrome award. Uh, is there someone, doesn't necessarily be second year, but is, is there a, let's reframe this, so... Uh, a, a fall from grace. A fall from grace and an elevation you can see across the Their comp. reputation might we'll not go, be enhanced. Yeah, let's yes. let's go a fall from grace and a reputation improver. Let's go the other way or a bun. I think Isaiah Papali, to be honest. I think he's had a breakout year. There's five years of previous history where he's been a plotter at the Warriors. Um I know I've tipped the Eels to do extremely well, but I wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah Papali is not the player that he was last season. And have you got an elevation? Ooh, elevation. I think... Um, oh, I think... Oh, I've already said it. I think Reese Mahoney is... Close to the best hooker in the competition. I wouldn't be surprised if he is the best hooker in the competition by the end of the How year. How good do you think Reed Mahoney is, though? Sorry, Reed Mahoney. <laughs> yes. Reese's younger brother coming through is a gun, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, Gumpy, uh, uh, escalator up and escalator down. I'm going for escalator down, Luciano Leilua. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think I that's, think that's, that's well easier form. I think the family name... I, I, I don't know how mentally stable Luciano is, to be honest. Absolutely. He yeah. is where I'd go. And I'm going to say my upward spiral this year, and I hope that he's played in the right position, is Jack Hetherington. I think he's about to break out this year. Um, speaking through my Bulldogs hat, but I really like Jack Hetherington. I think he's always had <laughs> some raps on him. He's always had a, you know... Problems with the judiciary. It's, it's so got those, the things, in him. those yeah. things he's got to sort out. He can't be suspended for four weeks three times in the year yep. for for that to happen. So I hope that I'm right in a in a big upward spiral for for Jack Hetherington. Uh, for my escalator down, I guess you could say my second year syndrome. I think I'm going to go with probably the most popular one overall. If we were to poll everyone, Reese Walsh. Uh, looks like he wants to go back to Queensland. The issues that happened in the off-season last year, the Warriors generally just aren't a great team. Um, he, he got bashed a fair bit last year, and I think that could probably only continue in terms of trajectory up. Someone I brought up before, he's not going to consistently be playing first grade necessarily, unless injuries or poor form. But I'm going to go Nick Meany. I think he's a player we'll see in a much better light than we usually do. Not to say that people don't see him in a good light because I think he was one of 
few positives at the Bulldogs last year. Nearly averaged 200 metres a game last year at the Melbourne Storm with a better team around him when he gets the opportunity to play, whether it's unfortunately Pappenhausen getting injured and having to stay out 10 weeks and he comes in, or Jennings probably doesn't necessarily play well and they want to mix it around. I think we're going to be talking about Nick Meany more than just me last year, sort well, of ranting about him. Just on the elevator on the way up, obviously Reed Mahoney doesn't have that much further to go up. So but I'm going to yeah, go yeah. back down no, to... You can, no, no, you can try. Right. No, no, I think that's Isaac fair. Tago. I think Isaac okay. Tago yeah, will but yeah. go from... Because, like, no, at the moment, what's he played? Three or four games? Yep. He's going to be a superstar in the next 24 months. Escalator down, I'm going to... Actually, Escalator up, I'm going to say Tyrell Sloan. I think he will... He's going to continue uh, himself as a first-grade yeah, fullback. Escalator down. I just had one, and I've, I've just forgotten who it was. Might have had a couple of beers tonight. Uh, <laughs> Escalator down. Let's go with... Cohen Hess. Well, Cohen's already gone. You can't go any <laughs> oh, no. further no. down. Fuck. You know what? Ryan he's Madison, digging, I think I think digging. he's a bit on the outer, and I just don't know where he's sitting, and uh, yeah. let's go with Matto for Escalator down. Uh, and yeah, up I said Tyrone, uh, Tyrell Sloan, uh, and let's go with uh, your. We've done rookies, we've done that and this and the other. Wooden spoon rookies. We've done rookie. Yeah, rookies rookie too hard this year. It's pretty close. Why I'm yeah, it's pretty hard. <laughs> Isaac Tago. We, we went by of the year first. By all right, let's go we by of the year. I'm going to go. With no, 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 we did do by of the year. We've yeah. done by of the oh, year. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> 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 All right. Wooden spoon. Wooden spoon, Ollie. Wooden sp- Cowboys. 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 Your premiers and, or your minor premiers and premiers, Ollie. Roosters, Roosters. I know Penrith Roosters. I've got Penrith Roosters. Penrith Storm. Oh, Penrith won a Premier Storm to win the comp. And let's finish off with your Dally M Awards. Let's go the other way. Gumpy. Harry Grant. Luke Keery. Latrellian Mitchell. Jackson Hastings. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah. I'll, actually, I'll go for Latrell as well. I think he's due a Dally M. All right. It's Just been... on Rookie of the Year. I know it's been pretty hard, but I think Eva Sexton... Uh, playing in the halfback position. He's only played four games, so he's eligible for Rookie of the Year next year. Or it's going to be um, Ilias from Souths. If Suwali's eligible, he'll win it. No, he's gone past the eligibility. I'm going with the man Isaac Tago from Penrith. Only an eligibility. I would think uh, Sexy Sexton or Campbell, if they're either of those two eligible. And I'll, go for, both a, are. And I'll go for a legit rookie, because yeah. I went for... I'll go... Paul Alamotti. Yeah, if no, he gets okay. if he gets a start at the More Bulldogs, about fifteen games. You yeah. will you will see. You will know something about special yeah. from this kid. And He's Gumpy, you you missed our bold prediction show. Do you have a bold prediction for the year? Just uh, something outside the square. The field prediction. Something that nobody like, you know, would expect. Something like you know Brisbane finishing second or. Tigers winning the comp. Tigers winning the comp. Well, that'd be too bold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't really well, have anything. That too. To, right? Do you have a ball prediction? <laughs> don't know there'll be anything that extraordinary. Um, Paul Adamotti to win rookie yeah, of the year. Yeah, there you go. That's a good. Call. I, I, I'll, I'll go for. There you go. 
the Bulldogs to make the eight. There you hey. go. I'll, I'll, I'll go something crazy and I'll go for my Bulldogs. How's that tattoo to, to going? Bulldogs hey, to make the eight. Get that tattoo on you. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, producer Mariah's got a bold prediction here. Um, not so much game related, but uh, you will say less than ten times that you've just gotten down off the roof or been saved from some sort of sadness. Not going to happen. The bold prediction is not miracles. Well, that'll happen round one. After about 14 minutes with Melbourne, are up 20 nil, and he'll be on the roof. 20 nil after 14 minutes. You're too kind to the Tigers. So we need to wrap this up. Gumpy, it's good to have you back. You're going to be here all year? Yeah, 100%. So the plan is to do a review show. Look, we're going to try and do a review show Sunday, Monday night. Yep. Uh, either probably by Zoom most weeks, and then, the and then we're going to do the preview in person over a beer, uh, which should be a bit of fun. We'll be a Wednesday nights, and we'll uh, somehow find a way to make that preview show go for three hours alone. <laughs> no, well, we no, won't. we won't. Just do it an hour and a half and do uh, and have beers afterwards. Uh, but we're going to try and split up a little bit to make it easier for all of us because we do tend to talk a lot. For those that haven't noticed. Uh, that'll be every week from now on. We've got the All Star Game tomorrow. Any predictions, Ollie? Uh, Indigenous. Uh, Maori, 1 to 12. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Maori because the rest of my family, being Indigenous, I've got, we're going to the game, so I've got to go opposite them. Fun. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> we'll have trials to review from next week, and then we'll be into it uh, each and, and every week. NRLW starts in like two weeks as well, I think. So, Tugs have a fantastic side. I'm excited. No, it's Tasha Gale. Tasha Gale Cup, they're not good enough. Titans have a team now, though. No, no. We're looking forward to that. So we're back into it. We're back every week. A whole eight weeks of competition. Love it. Yeah. All the Titans in the NRLW are the oh, team I'm going to be biased towards. <laughs> they're winning the comp. They're Sorry, going undefeated. It's, it's better than a WBBL, let's be honest. Brisbane It's better than a WA. Feel, anyway. Uh, WBBL. I'll, I'll someone pull his comment up and get me sacked down the road, so that's good. Um... <laughs> Anything you want to finish on? We're now rugby. It's rugby league season. You got the free mic, Ollie. Anything you want to finish on? Uh, the rugby league season. I'm going to be looking forward to it for two weeks, and then I'm probably going to be sick of it for the rest of the year. But enjoying this, and there's going to be plenty of controversy, plenty of big things happening throughout the year, and um, the Roosters are going to win the comp, so that'll be good. Reviewing yeah. that in nine months. Very good, uh, Gumpy. Yeah, no, nothing. Just excited for it to start. You know, we made our predictions. Let's see. How it goes. How it goes, because normally you find you're not really right. No, so, absolutely. So, you know, the, these things things will come up that are interesting and unexpected, so... My biggest bold wait. prediction last year was Croft and Milford would both get sacked, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we do... Uh, we, I'll leave you the last floor, Barn, but um, it is a pleasure to have all four of you guys, or all three of you guys back, including me, which makes us four. But uh, <laughs> it... Um, it's a lot of fun. I love the predictions every week. And if you aren't aware, we do pretty much provide the most conclusive analysis of every single game and uh, preview does. of every game. He can yeah. talk shit for days. So, uh, Barnum, we leave you <laughs> as the uh, proprietor of all this, the the final word. Well, I enjoy, I will enjoy my team finishing higher than all of your teams. Oh, Good night. It, it'll happen, yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. Gump had to have breathe there. All right, we're going. Bye.